Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What it do, baby? Realest podcast summer. We back. On us, almost on a Monday. It's like it's like Monday Junior at this point. We halfway through the day. We'll get this episode out to y'all. I don't know when. Yeah. Mm. How you feeling? <laughs> feeling good, actually. I took yesterday to do nothing. That was my whole plan. I had a self care day yesterday, which involved me walking around in my uh, Eric Emanuel shorts and just eating various foods and watching television. Oh, so you didn't leave out? I did not leave the house. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Furthest I went was to my lobby to pick up my GoPuff. Okay. I've never ordered from GoPuff, like ever. It's the best shit ever, dog. It's like Wawa, but they bring it to you. Yeah, but it'd be like just like ice cream and shit, right? No, I mean, it's like you can get like fucking dude wipes, toilet paper, paper towels. You can get household necessities. You can get a COVID test. You get down there anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they tested out doing, uh, doing hot food and shit. They was delivering pizzas for a minute. Oh. Pizza was delicious. Back when I lived at Roxborough, I got a couple pizzas delivered. They killed. Did that. you know Wawa's doing pizza now? Wawa's doing everything. The anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wawa is set on world domination. Yo, at this we point. trying to keep the lights <laughs> on in this joint. They got everything for sale. Oh, y'all like pizza? Yeah, like full sixteen inch <laughs> large pizzas at Wawa. Tacos now. Four, yeah. four minutes, pizza be up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did nothing. Uh, I chilled. My girl made a crazy dinner last night. She surprised me because um. Like, how the fuck you know how to cook like this? But she made a whole chicken last night. What do you mean? Like a roast chicken. Like a whole chicken in the oven. Oh, okay. Yeah, made the whole chicken. It was, was tender, juicy. Now, I, eat some I've, more of that chicken tonight. I've actually purchased the chicken from Sam's Club. That was done already. And put it in the <laughs> oven with vegetables around it. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah, no, nah, she made a made a whole chicken. She was phenomenal. You saw it raw? I saw it. Okay. Yeah, I like saw it. Like you sure she didn't go to Costco? I'm, I'm positive. Okay. Chicken was 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 hitting. Fucking cabbage, you know what I'm saying? Uh some little wild rice. Okay. Day. I cooked a couple times this week. I made uh, T-Bones. I'm not even a T-Bone fan, but they was on sale. Yo, the market is expensive. Bruh. Yo. <laughs> you, you might you, as well go to Steak 48. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you might as well go to Steak 48, Del Frisco's Grill. Yo, wherever, like, wherever, you, wherever you think you can't afford, yes, you can, because the market goes I came in. Lee was like, I thought you don't like T-Bones. I'm like, yo, I, listen, it, we we going to eat Chuck if the shit is on. So, like, that that shit is. Yeah, whatever on sale is what I'm buying. Oh, I bought some T-Bones. Them Jones was hitting. I, yeah, I go to the market with regularity because we try not to let our groceries spoil. So, we go, like, I go, like, once or twice a week. She go, like, two, three times a week and buy two, three meals or whatever to carry us forward. Ooh. And uh, the market, I spent a, a eighty dollars to a buck twenty five every time I go in the market. I went to the market twice this week, one eighty four and one forty nine. And like, no, and remember when that was a whole month of? You food? remember when one eighty? Like, you might have to get a second cart. Yeah, a deuce was like. What are we gonna do with all this food? What are we? You might get yo. We gotta get a deep freezer. Yeah, call Big right. Mama, ask him to use the deep freezer. All right, yo. Bring some of these Elios over there. They was yo. buy one get nine yeah. free. <laughs> 
Straight up, man. Groceries are expensive as shit. Yo, I went to go buy pepper yesterday, my nigga. Pepper is like nine dollars now for pepper. They said groceries is up seventeen and a half percent. I feel like that's underselling it. Yeah, I think that's like in like rural Idaho. I think that's Mur- Murray. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You live in a big city, groceries up nine thousand percent. That shit is crazy. They though. don't have a metric for how much groceries is. Up. Oh, lunch meat. Yo, I, yesterday I was I wanted to make some burgers. I got these uh these these brisket burgers. I've been wanting to make. Yeah, they good as fuck. So I, I'm really like a burger tactician. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. I'm the burger, bur- the like, burger king. Like no, like yeah, like no real shit. Like like me versus the king is like that could be a real thing. Like I'm really the man when it comes to burgers. Burger so, boss. Yeah, is that right? Right. So I needed some cheese. So I was like, damn, I forgot to get the fucking cheese. I wanted, I'm going to run back to the deli. Yo, I got to the deli. It was just like white family. And you know them white families that like they like the whole family got on sandals. They want to test every piece of meat. Like, Let me yo, get a sample of that. Let me they taste was that salami. getting so much lunch meat. The lady, I, I, I'm standing, all I really wanted was like quarter pound of this cheese that I wanted to put on the burgers. And she was like, the, mind you, the boy just did a pound and a half of bologna. Which is crazy. That's a nuts. That was a pound of bologna is this much bologna. <laughs> that's, that's like a loaf of bread. She was like, <laughs> let me get three pounds of ham. And I was like, he looked at me. I was just like, yo, you just give her the ham. Just, yeah, give just take the whole ham. Just give her the ham. Like, you know it's cheaper if you just buy the whole ham. <laughs> it slices slice yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we can give her a little filet knife. <laughs> like, yo, listen. The knives on sell. Yeah. And they, this is how I knew they was like white because they, they they was buying Eagles t-shirts off of the rack that was right next the to the bar, deli. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, man. Four ninety nine. that's a great deal. They got a pound and a half of bologna, three pounds of ham, and then they asked for two pounds of uh, cheese. And I was just like, yo, I've never purchased that. I was like, how, like. The how most I, cheese I've ever bought was a half a pound of cheese at one time. I normally buy yo. like a quarter pound to a half a pound. That's it. Lee was like, what the fuck took you? So I'm like, yo, they was buying all this fucking lunch meat, and it was only one lunch, one, only one meat. You know, it ain't many workers. Only one lunchman. So it's, well, <laughs> it's only one lunchman. Cutting the meat. <laughs> Remember it used to go, yeah, it'd be a whole be, operation be back there. Eight of them back there. It was one motherfucker on cheese, one motherfucker on ham, one motherfucker on turkey. Hey, come, I'm open, I'm open. I'm come on, come I'm on down here. I'm all over this now, yeah. Nigga back there rapping and shit. He like, man, I'll take a break. Come on. I, I, I was at uh, Fresh Grocer. I went and got some lunch meat yesterday, too. Some turkey ham uh-huh. and some cheese. My, my lunchman had the shiesty on. I guess. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess he ain't want his He had a nine Yo, which one, big fella? Yo, I want you to take the mask off. (laughs) What I don't want to smoke. Let me get a let me get a pound of turkey ham. Hold the smoke. My my lunchman. We just created that. That's the name of the episode. Lunchman, the the lunchman, like the watchman, the lunchman. But the, yesterday, when, when she asked for the three pounds of ham, the lunchman looked at me, and I was just like, yo, what in the bad Santa is, is going on in this Three job? pounds of ham, Like, dog. yo, how many sandwiches is y'all making in this motherfucking house, man? Like, that's, that's, that's a lot of lunch meat. That's insanity. Three pounds of ham and a pound and a half of bologna. And I, I'll be honest with you, yo, I haven't had bologna... I know it hasn't been in this century. I know for sure it was the late 1900s. Because yeah, dad had to, got, a, got the job at the post office yeah. and he got a promotion. My dad traded in the brown Taurus. 
yo, like we, we gonna, been, been we gonna, it, it, it really made me think about like us as as kids. You remember like lunch, like Oscar Mayer? Like remember that baloney and that that Hulk Hogan flake colored pack? <laughs> the superpower, the Hulk Mania. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, the lunch meat running wild in the, lunch the fridge. He's running wild. <laughs> what you gonna do when this three pounds of bologna run wild on you, brother? <laughs> yo, and we just was going down the the, the memory lane, John, and I was like, yo, I really remember us like like lunch meat, like was like it was it, like you know what I'm saying? Like Oscar Mayer bologna was like cool when we was like little children and lee was like no i remember my mom used to make the tuna helper and i was like all right we wasn't doing that bad like the tuna helper yeah. was crazy you know what i'm saying like tuna don't, helper is like when you draw the line tuna don't way. need no help so, <laughs> so it's like and you eat it raw yeah so like, it's like if you get the right tuna you can just eat that motherfucker yeah tuna don't need much help actually you can eat any tuna raw the canned tuna ahi tuna yeah, whatever the fuck like yeah. you can just eat any tuna raw yeah yeah but I, I was thinking about that shit yesterday. I'm just like, yo, like, we really used to get down on, like, the little lunch. You know, Lunchables is totally different now from what it was. Like, remember when we was a kid, it was, like, bologna or ham, yeah. a cheese, and a cracker. Now they got, like, uh, the, the, the fucking Santa Fe Lunchables, <laughs> where it's fucking corn. She got an e-cigarette yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, <the> jewel. <laughs> got the premium. You get a motherfucking jewel in every and a cartridge. Yo. Yo, I was with my niece the other day. I was watching them and shit. And I, uh, she, I was like, um, I'm going to go to Wendy's. You know, what do you want? And she was just like, I want mac and cheese. I'm like, they don't sell that. At, when, what is it with kids and mac and cheese? Love mac and cheese. They love that Bullshit shit. mac and cheese. Bullshit, too. terrible mac and cheese. $2 box mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, pour hot water and shake. <laughs> no, just give me that. Just, uh, yeah. You want anything else? You want a protein? Yeah. No, that's, I'm good. No, I'm good. Mac and shells. They yeah. love mac and shells. They got me liking mac and shit. <laughs> you don't want nothing else? Like, you don't got a chocolate milk, do you, big dog? Because that will really set <laughs> that this shit. That'll that just take this. That will really set this shit Take this up. lactose intolerance <laughs> to another level. <laughs> Steak 48 my ass, nigga. Give me some mac and cheese and some chocolate milk, and I am straight. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, mac and cheese, we, me and Dan went to Del Frisco's Grill on Saturday. Mm-hmm. With my man Kev for his birthday. Happy birthday, Kev, or whatever. Uh, we were supposed to take the PJ to Miami and all that. I talked about that the other day. Supposed to take the PJ to Miami and all that. That trip got canceled because, uh, you know, unfortunately, Rock got killed. Rest in peace, Rock, once again. Um, so, you know, we just did, like, a group dinner or whatever. Supposed to be 12 people. Reservation for 12 people. Yeah, I, I want to do it. My birthday is October 2nd. Yeah. So you, Kev, one of y'all in your spare time. Get it together. Get that together. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't right. mind going and sitting with everybody. Rob, yeah. Big Dan, you know what I'm saying? Uh Dunbar, Anwar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Having some people there. Yeah, you know so uh, so we we go to Del Frisco's Grill, dinner reservation at 9.30. What time do we eat? Midnight. R- right around midnight. Okay. We check we checking out 11.48. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, <laughs> they're out of everything. At Del Frisco's? Del Frisco's Grill, out of everything. Yeah, we ain't got no cheesesteak egg rolls. What? Yeah, we sold 500 cheesesteak egg rolls a day. Ain't nothing left. Man. We don't got no this. We don't got no that. I'm like, well, what's left? So they naming what's left or whatever. Shout out uh, Guy Mo. He owned uh, Exquisite Auto. Um, I, th- I think it's in, like in the Northeast somewhere or whatever, but he was with us or whatever. And, uh, you know, apparently he's like an ultra VIP at Del Frisco. He know the whole menu. So he just ordering. She ordering shit I didn't even know was on the menu. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I ordered five of these. ordered five deviled eggs and cheese curds. I'm like, the cheese curds come out. Niggas is like, well, what's the, what's the cheese curds? They're like, like it's American cheese. 
And what else? No, it's just American cheese, but it's like fried. Like niggas never seen cheese curds? I never seen. Uh, listen, I was Saturday years old when I discovered cheese curds. Oh, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Come with a little aioli, little, little pesto aioli. Yeah. Set that motherfucker it's off. It's like a, like, a, like a more exquisite mozzarella stick, if you will. Yeah, that's what Dan said. <laughs> that's what Dan said. We fucked that we shit fuck that. We destroyed five plates of cheese curds. Nigga's stomach's hurting the next day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit was delicious. Everybody cramped the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Can't move and shit. Yeah. That's probably why I didn't do nothing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cheese curds. You got any tongues, brother? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, you know, we go through whatever. We ordering all this food, whatever, whatever, all the food. You know, the food that they did have left come out, whatever the case may be. They burnt the truffle mac. Like, we had, like, four different joints of truffle mac. Everybody different ordered truffle mac. They burnt the truffle mac. I was like, yo, you just by proxy of it having truffles in it, you can't burn this. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I, I don't desire truffle mac. I don't either, but only from there I like the truffle mac. <laughs> like, they use these little special noodles and shit. Like, I like traditional Negro mac and cheese. That's what I like. Milk. Mac cheese and cheese. <laughs> and you put ready type mac and cheese. Yeah, and you put it in the casserole pan and you bake it and then when it's done you take the foil off and let it burn a little bit on the top. That's what I desire. Yeah. All this 19 cheese mac and cheese, <laughs> I don't need. I don't need crab meat or pulled pork in the fucking or lobster claws. Yeah, I don't need none of that shit. I it just mac and cheese. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. This whole you know when they be like the mac and cheese supposed to, you know how they always do the whole pussy correlation? It's like, I don't want either of those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't want either of those. Like, I want dried out mac and, like, you know when you, like, back in the day, you could, like, take the mac and roni, macaroni cheese almost out, like, like lasagna? Yeah. Like, it would be, like, a square. Yeah. Of that. That's what I want. Yeah. That's soupy-ass mac and cheese <laughs> where it's, like, the... Is this done? Remember, remember on, on uh, coming to America when the Soul Glow family got up and it was stains on, on the, the couch. couch yeah. That's how it'd be on the plate now. From the mac, I, I, that, it'd be too oily, way too greasy. You gotta dab your mac and you cheese. You gotta dab this shit. <laughs> you gotta blot the mac and cheese like it's an alpaca. Yeah, that mac and cheese now just be too fucking much in the black. Community. Yeah, but um, I ended up uh, cause they was out of so much shit. I ordered the steak freaks. They was like, ah oh, man, we ain't got no flank steak. I'm like, all right, fuck it. They was like, but what we can do is, and this is this is just took my my steak freaks to another level. We can give you a New York strip and then throw the chimichurri on top of that. Give me that. Shit was amazing. Okay. So that's a whole new. That's a that's a steak freaks hack for all my steak freaks fans out there. Okay. But they didn't like. They gave me like these little ass like McDonald's fries with the steak freaks and I was like a little disappointed. Okay. When you order steak freaks, you want like a... The steak fries. Yeah, the steak fries. Like steak freaks, steak fries. Like, hey man, listen. Hey man, listen. We got these regular We had a big ass bag of shoestrings <laughs> in the freezer. We you found get, that. You don't get what we got because yeah. and the fries was like in a cup yeah. on the plate. It was weird. I went to Wingstop and the the I ordered the, the six piece of wings and I opened it. It was three whole wings. I was like, oh, y'all ran out of wind and yeah. went to motherfucking Acme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit is bad out here. It was man. this image floating around this weekend online. It was, uh, it was like somebody was at like a nightclub at one of them bar platters and shit. The wings was like my three fingers. Like, oh, they was little man. shit. Like, it wasn't even, yeah, a, I see that. <laughs> it wasn't even miscuts. You that know shit what was they like, look like? Pigeon wings. You, you know how you be in like a hotel, you order room service and they give you a little Tabasco? <laughs> That's what they look like. The little hot sauces. <laughs> Uh, what's the uh, John? 
scary movie. Oh, yeah, the little movie. head. Yeah, dog. I see that shit. I was like, yeah, that's fucking yeah, terrible, that man. It's really bad. All I know the... we're eating grade F meat right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. None of this shit. USDA ain't fucking meat checking right, none. none of this shit right now. It's all the way bad. Burger King got some good ass raccoon knuckles. I ain't go. I said it before. Your Burger King is is taking the fast they food. They came crime. back like the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, 20s. the King is back, nigga. Like the fast food right now. Burger King is ahead of everybody. Other day I was coming to your crib to do Patreon. Start the Burger King. <laughs> Started the King, dog. I think I said it on Patreon, but it gotta be here. McDonald's is about to release a fish McMuffin for breakfast. That's sick. That's sick. Nobody needs to be eating fried fish with tartar sauce with an egg. Yo, I seen this shit on Facebook. All new fish McMuffin for breakfast. I some was like, click on the comments. The first comment was some, some pastor. You clearly tell he was pastor because his picture yeah. and his name said Bishop something something. His comment was, "Every day we stray further from God's light." <laughs> The laugh that I let out was so fucking loud. Yo, because he's not lying. Like, yo, every day we do get a little further from, like, what God intended us to be doing here on this planet. I don't need tartar sauce for breakfast. A fish McMuffin is wild, yo. That's a wild ask. You want ketchup or tartar sauce? Eight, two for six. (laughs) (laughs) We get two of them Jones. Yeah, man. Uh, Fast food is just... All over the fucking place. So, oh yeah, so finish about your. Uh, oh yeah, so we went Frisco. to Del Frisco's Grill or whatever. I don't know what the bill was. Mo paid the whole bill and we gave him the money back later, whatever the case may be. I had to, had to guess the meat. Okay, how much it was. It's just why I like hanging with rich people. They just pay for shit. Yeah. Don't ask for no money. Oh, this, uh, ain't about shit, bro. It's like you got a Lambo outside. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck. So, uh, so yeah, so everybody, you know, got whatever they got, whatever. And it was a reservation for 12 people. By the end of dinner, it ended up being 16 of us. <laughs> like, shout out V Hustle, Uptown TJ, uh, Ish Montana, all, just all these people. Just mm-hmm. a, niggas just appearing, pulling up chairs and shit, whatever the case may be. So we ended up closing the restaurant. So we leave there. We went to Sin City. Been to Sin City one other time since they've been open. And I raved about the service and just the classiness and all of that. That shit is out the window. Okay, now, Sin City took over for Vanity. Used to be Vanity Grant. Is this, are they... Related to the one in New York? It's the same okay. the same niggas. Okay. Yeah, Gus, Frank, you know what I mean? It's the same crew of people. That. Same crew of people, whatever the case may be. And uh, we went to Sin City. So uh, somehow, some way, uh, Mo and his cousins teleported to Sin City and beat everybody there. They was in the section comfortably by the time we arrived or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> so me and Dan, the last ones to get there, we walk in with the fray. Whatever. Like I said, it's 16 people. So Mo, his three cousins, that's four. There's 12 of us coming in together. So we come in, whatever, whatever, go through security, go in, boom. We walk through the club. Now, first and foremost, they lied to us. They told us, oh, yeah, it's popping. There's people parking everywhere. It's going down. Ain't, this ain't been a Sin City night like this since we opened. We get in there. It's like us and, like, some, like, Jersey niggas. Okay. With, like, uh, some Sergio Takini sweatsuits on and, like, one drink and no money. So, naturally, we become the whole center of attention for the night. So, what we walk in up, you walk in Sin City, go through the metal detectors, boom. Uh, you walk up the bar, through the bar, to the VIP section or whatever. So we go in the VIP section. We got three sections, sort of like this couch, but like add another one of these couches. And that's like kind of like how our section was. So he was like, this is one section. Then where you at starts another one. That was like corner to there. And then another one next to that, like a regular, like a love seat or whatever. The section from the floor to the ceiling is filled with strippers. Okay. 
Now this 97% is, of the staff. 97% of the staff is in the section. This is a good thing, though, right? No, it's okay. not, because we just got here. Okay. But apparently, uh, they knew we were coming. <laughs> like, somehow, some way. So, <clears throat> it turns into one of them Jones where it's like, the niggas that paid for the section is trying to figure out, like, where to go because it's, like, dancers everywhere. So it's nowhere for us to sit or stand or none of that. So we just kind of, like, standing around. So eventually, security had to get called. They're like, yo, all of y'all, get out. Let these niggas sit down, whatever the case may be. It's black niggas. So let these niggas sit down. Mm-hmm. Do go where the hell they going, whatever, whatever. And so we finally get settled, sit down, whatever, whatever. The VIP manager come, curse the dancers out because somebody's uh, inflated ass knocked over the Coke. Like, you know, they give you mixers and all okay. that for the bottles. The table's already set up. One of the big asses that knocked the Coke over. Right. It's Coke all over the floor. They got to come, had the bar back, come mop the floor up, whatever the case may be. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So Kev is like, yo, I'm making a, a money run. I'm going to get some ones. So he go, give everybody, give everybody get their money up, whatever. He come back with ones or whatever. I take my money. Real, real quick, you just said it. And I always wanted to know this because I, I, I have no bar knowledge. What is a bar back? A bar back is the person that assists, like the uh, the servers and the bottle, uh, the bottle serves the the servers, the bottle girls, and the uh, bartenders or whatever. So he got to refill the ice if they run out of something behind the bar. He got to run to the supply closet, get another five bottles of Don Julio, refill the ice, clean up behind the bartenders and all that. He's basically like the uh, staff helper. Okay, okay. So, so he basically is. He's a utility player. The back of the bar. Exactly. I, I get it now. Exactly. Uh, all right. Yeah, but he's also the back of uh, VIP service also. Okay, okay. So he come cleaning shit up, whatever, whatever, niggas can sell. Kev, go get the money, come back. We so start the operation down Florida. Can I be the bar back? You don't want to be the bar back. No? No. There's no prestige? No. You're already, okay. you're, <laughs> okay. you're, you're going to be the head of security or the ops manager. We already okay. got that figured out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Because you're pretty menacing. So it's like. You seen the way I took that door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We need we need damn, that like, God damn, just get up the We need people to walk into the into our bar, our club, or whatever in Florida, and be like, Some "Big niggas in here." Like, Leak took me no to Leak, Leak, Leak took me to a a, a, a well known gambling house, and he was like, "All right, you look scary, so do me a favor. We go in here. Do not talk. Right? <laughs> just don't stand talk there. to nobody. <laughs> just stand there. All head nods and yeah, you just do that. Drop your octaves. Yeah, exactly." So yeah, Kev come back with money. So he's he now he he Santa Claus now he passing everybody their money. Niggas over here. Me and Dan are in you know in the middle section here. I've gone to the strip club with someone who's done that. Like he's super up from down Atlanta, yeah. and we walked in. He gave everybody like five hundred and ones. Yeah. I made three hundred and fifteen dollars <laughs> that night. <laughs> I threw about a buck eighty, yes. and I'm out of here. So Kev passing all his money out, whatever the case may be. Mo somehow already had money. <laughs> Before Kev made the money run, Mo already had money. I don't know how the fuck this happened. You but, know how much of a square I was? My first like couple times going to the trip, I would go get ones from the bank earlier in the <laughs> yeah, day. I'm prepared. <laughs> Are we going to the strip club? Say no yeah, more. Yeah, say no more. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, cash this check and yeah. I need back 300 and ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So he gave me my money. I got like 400 and ones. I take the money. Me and Dan are sitting next to each other. It's like maybe this much space in between me and Dan. Right. I'm sitting comfortably. Got prime, I got prime seating, but I'm also hidden. Okay. So they can't really see me because there's niggas all around dancing with it. They can't see me. I take my 400 ones. I sit it here on the couch in between me and Dan. So to the naked eye, it's dark in the VIP. You can't see that I have money right here. This is 401. 401. So this is big. It's like this much right. money. I hide the money. 
So I'm just letting everybody go through their act, whatever. I'm taking taking shots of Casamigos. I can't drink that shit no more. That shit, that shit put me on my ass. So I'm drinking Casamigos, whatever. The fucking the 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 bottle girls is they taking shots. I had a hard day. Like I have you got it. <laughs> it's twelve. Y'all just open at ten o'clock. Like yeah, I pointed her. Yeah, pour me a shot. Okay, I got you. Poured all the girls a shot and set the bottle. And poured herself a double shot and set the bottle down. The stripper? No, the bottle girl. <laughs> she asked him, do you want a shot? Prepared to make everybody else a shot except me and him and pour herself a double shot. And they're just like, yeah, because no, because like, I had a rough day. You just got here. That's crazy. So that was that. So my money is hidden or whatever. At some point. The dancers started to migrate from like Mo and Kev and whoever into like our little like corner area, whatever. So they initially made their descent upon Big Dan. He's a big menacing figure. They figure, oh, he big man, he got the money. No, real shit. Like I, when I have gone to the show, I feel like they attack me on it. Like just you can tell. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm off center, <laughs> right? So it's like, yeah, I always get it in the shoes. It's like I'm the one that bitches want to sit up on they on your neck, <laughs> do all types of stupid. That was shit. that turned yeah. into me. Yeah. So so they t- Dan Dan like, yeah, no, nah, I'm poor. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all looking for some money? Talk to him. So again, my money is hidden. I don't have no money out. At some point, they sniffed out these ones, right. like the best drug sniffing so canines like, that the DEA ever. Whose money is that? <laughs> I'm poor. I don't know who money. I don't know who money. <laughs> They just proceed to climb on it. Yeah, by proxy, it's his money. So now I have two Dominican exotic dancers climbing on top of me. There's titties in my face, like literally in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, how did I get here? Like, how do we get? So now I start $100 at a time. I start peeling off money. I'm trying to slow roll it or whatever. I take it. <laughs> right. Dan take the money and hide the shit. So now I'm worried because my cousin Big had a story once upon a time in Vanity where he had about a thousand dollars in one somewhere and a dancer just stole three hundred of his ones, mm-hmm. like just took it upon herself. So he's like, "Yo, I had a count how much money I had. Where the fuck is my money? The, the chick got it in her purse, mm-hmm. still in a wrap or whatever the case may be." So I'm like, "Yo, where do he think? No, I got, I got you. I'm like, all right, cool. So a hundred dollars. All right, me another hundred, hundred dollars. So now there's one in front of me, then there's one like." Climbing the couch, mm-hmm. like on my, literally on my neck. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm not having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just look at Dan and I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. Like, you know what I mean? And it just reminded me of like, I hate strip clubs. Yo, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, yo. And it I, does nothing for yo, me. Yo, TMI, like, I don't even be turned on. No, like, I wasn't it, turned on. It, it be Dick like, wasn't hard. No, it, like, it, it, I'm just here. Cause it's like it's too much going on, yeah. and then like goes back to the shit where it's just like you never really like super comfortable in a situation like that. Like if we was at my crib, yeah, yeah. but like not here with all these people around and you motherfuckers watching. It just uh. yeah, it just, I I felt like a fish in a fish tank. Like yeah. I felt like I was at PetSmart and somebody was about to take my ass home. Like some seven year old yeah. little boy was like, "Give me that one." Yeah. Like I was about to be like, they was about to put me in a scoop me up in a little fish scooper and put me in a plastic bag and send me <laughs> home. That's how I felt, and I was just like, "Yeah, this ain't it." So I get through the second hundred and ones or whatever. I get my final hundred. Now it's like full like spider monkey time. Yeah. Like they're both on my head at this point or whatever, and I'm just like, I throw this last little bit of money, and I just left it, and then I get up and I take a walk. And uh, I look at Dan, <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> I get up and take a walk. I get. Up, I had to take a walk. 
I needed a re- I needed a refresher, dog. Uh, and I get up, I take a walk, I go to the bathroom, whatever, wash my hands, wash my face, whatever. I'm just like, how did I get here? Like I could be home, like doing nothing. Yeah. Like, this is trash. And uh ended up running into Deke. Shout out Deke from Paradox. He was in there, whatever, Wayne Mugger and all them niggas. And uh me and Dan just ended up like congregating like at the end of the bar, like near the entrance, and just like reflecting on like what just happened to me. And I'm just like, yeah, this wasn't it. Like, <laughs> Is what knit. So now I have uh, out of the original four hundred I had, I have a hundred dollars left. Okay. Uh, and they stamped okay. this. It says Sin City Cabaret tip her. And okay. this says a hundred dollars. This is not a hundred dollars. I know this is not a hundred dollars. I know they peeled off. Did you take money out of here? No, they okay. took money out of here before okay. they gave it to us. So basically, that's another hidden trick in the Yo, strip club. That, let me say that's <laughs> crazy because we I know that's like ninety one. Yes, no, this isn't a hundred. It's not a hundred. It, it's like yeah, if you. Uh, you got fifty one. <laughs> Do you think? It's funny though because it's like you get five hundred and ones. There's no guarantee unless you got a. There's no guarantee. This could be four thirty seven. Yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. You won't never know. Oh, they actually take uh between ten and twenty dollars out. Yeah, it's a serv- service fee. Yeah, so that hundred dollars I got left is not a hundred dollars. That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, we after we give up this fifty, we gonna find out what's left. That, it's 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 insane to think it's just how much like scumbaggery goes on. You know, like the whole shit is the whole, here's the thing, the whole shit is is flipped. It's like this very perverse situation where like you're paying a premium for everything. You got to pay the part that was forty dollars. You gotta uh you gotta pay to get in. That's twenty dollar cover, even though you already paid for a section. You gotta uh <laughs> you're buying bottles at eight hundred seven X markup. Yeah, seven, eight X or whatever the fuck markup. Even if you buy drinks from the bar, like you buying you know Yeah, even if Say it you, again. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like everything. Like Kev said he went to some, he went somewhere one time. He said he was at some strip club in New York. He said they charged him like Kev said, he went to the strip club in New York. They charged him $65 for eight waters at a strip club. Yeah, water. that's nuts. See what I'm saying? Like, not even Red Bull. Like, waters. Yeah. Oh, you want Oh, you want an eight pack? You want eight Fijis? Yeah, give me $65. Like, that sort of shit. So, it's like, you're just, you know, and the thing is, if you don't have a good time, like, I didn't have a good time, you just end up with, like, all this buyer's remorse at the end of the night. Like, why the fuck? I do this and keep in mind that little 300 or whatever that you know between it was more than that but when you know factoring the liquor and all that shit but it was just like this is a waste of money oh i told you one of my greatest realest moments in my life was when i left the club in miami when they was like bottles is 500 i said i'm out this is dumb so we're gonna count this on air because dan just took 50 dollars we're gonna count this on air so much left one that's 30 10 that's 35 36 dollars maybe we might not even make it that's 20 Thirty-one dollars. So they took nineteen dollars out of every hundred. Out of every hundred. That's a Ponzi scheme. See, that is a yo, racket. Go to don't, the bank. Don't go to the strip club. Go to go, the bank. Go to the bank. Get your own money. No, no. This is crazy. I have thirty-one bones left. Yeah, if you take a nineteen off every bean that you get, like just changing money out. And I feel like that was a mistake. They were supposed to take twenty, <laughs> and the money counter got stuck. Whatever the fuck, they were supposed to take twenty. That means literally every time somebody be like, "Yo, give me a thousand dollars in ones," you legitimately profiting two hundred. You just you just giving them eight hundred bucks. I right hear. Yep. 
Fuck that. Hashtag rape robbery. Hashtag go to the bank <laughs> before you come, come with to your own ones. Yo, that shit was crazy, dog. It was crazy. And eventually, uh, we didn't even announce that we were leaving. Me and Dan just kind of like had this mental telepathy moment. We was both like, yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just left. You know what I mean? And I don't know what time the rest of the other 14 gentlemen that was with us, whatever time they left. But yeah, we got up out of there. But yeah, it was uh, it was not, it just wasn't fun. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, this is why I don't go out in Philly. And I had a tweet that night. I was like, yeah, I went out in Philly tonight. Uh, very, very ghetto. Would not recommend. Uh, 0.5 out of five stars. Yeah, like it's just, it just wasn't, it wasn't given. And apparently, uh, this weekend was Temple Homecoming. I didn't know that. Mm, I didn't know. I that bumped either. into some uh some Temple uh folks or whatever, some Temple alumni. Oh, I saw we saw Kev Doce downtown. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Kev introduced us to these girls or whatever, and the and the girl was like looking or whatever, and uh that was with the girl that Kev introduced you to, and she was like, "Yo, it's crazy. We was listening to your podcast on the way over here." I'm like, "Where's like, yeah, like." So it was like, shout out to them young ladies wherever they may be. Those Temple alumni, they're fans of the show. People be listening to this shit. Yeah, it blows, y'all are crazy. It blows <laughs> my mind every day, yo. I be out and people like, "Yo, I'm listening to your joint right now." Yo, I'm listening to your joint. Yo, that's crazy. And I, I just I, ran into one of our listeners outside coming in here. Shout out cousin Dame. He said he down thirty one pounds from riding the bike. Okay, you know shout I mean? out to that. Yeah, he's like she's like let Matt know I'm thirty one down riding the bike. He was my inspiration. Oh, I mean, hey, listen, man, I got to get back on the bike. I've been pumping this iron. It's like I building muscle, but it's like I'm not losing nothing. Yeah, so I'm actually yeah. gaining weight. So that's my Saturday night. I was uh club closed at three. I was home by two forty eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just it just wasn't given, and uh, I'm just like yeah. And the, the saddest part about all of this is nobody showed me their butthole. So it's just like, what am I doing here? Yeah, blowing all that money and don't see no uh, insides is kind of wild. It's kind of pointless. Because yeah. I remember going to Night on Bra with $86 oh, as a pup. Had the I, time of my life. You want to talk about some 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 preparation? My homie used to drive his car up there earlier in the day and then catch the train <laughs> home. <laughs> Just to go back. VIP. Yeah, yeah, shit right there. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, that shit was in the basement. Not much yeah. bigger than this apartment. Yeah. That nigga had a card for Night on Broadway. Like Blockbuster, a little laminated. <laughs> Been here 62 times. I know I'm doing a free yeah, uh, private day. <laughs> I know I'm doing free private dance or something. You know what I mean? I remember my homie took me in the, uh, you remember Charlie's Dream over there near Purple Orchid? I went in that joint. And I was like, yo, this is insanity, yo. Like it's real scummy. Yeah, yeah, this is real bad. But the thing about Sin City is when I went before, it was just like the service. Like you had motherfucker at the door with a suit on, you know, with an earpiece, real professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have like young niggas doing security like they got now. Uh you had, like, you know, a, a, a concierge, somebody walking to the VIP and all that, make sure, keep checking on you, make sure you're good and all that shit. The dancer's like, hey, how are you tonight? Uh, You, you guys look great. Is it okay if I dance for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a real gentleman's club, and that shit is the trap now. I mean, some people desire that. They don't desire gentlemen, because they ain't gentlemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Niggas. Yeah. I remember years ago when they first opened Oasis, we got kicked out of there and shit. Because it was like, yo, we not, we not gentlemen. You know what I mean? We in here <laughs> being ungentlemanly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, seriously, that's how that shit go. Like, the, uh, it's funny. I remember my one homie was like, yo, you trying to go get something to eat? I was like, all right, yeah. He was like, yeah, we can go get a grub. And the nigga took me to Atlantis for lunch. <laughs> I was just like, yo, this ain't like. Uh, secret, they should be my pop spot. <laughs> I mean, he, was, gotta, he was a lunch regular. I was like, you got to, like, say something. Like, if we're yeah. going to the strippy for lunch, you got to, like, let me know. we Because we're going to the strippy more than we're going to, yeah. to get lunch. Yeah. 
That's a wild lunch. And my pop used to work at uh he was he was the executive assistant back in the day when I was a young pup. He was executive assistant for uh executive assistant for uh this real estate multi multi millionaire. Yeah. This real estate multi multi millionaire or whatever. And uh, he worked uh worked down Rittenhouse or whatever. Like right uh on uh right on seventeenth and uh Walnut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 17 from Walnut, and he would go on his lunch break, and they would go to Oasis. Mm. That was a that was a spot. It was what was it called? Uh, it was Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah, Atlantis. Yeah. Mm. You always talk about not. No, it was it was Wizards back then. Oh, wizards. It was, it was Jesus wizards. Christ. They had a little wizard on the, on the fucking <laughs> side. Wizard and shit. Some magical ass in here, nigga. Come on down. And again, that shit was in a basement. Wizards. All the best strip clubs was in basements. Yeah, you don't really I mean anything. This was in a basement of a Chili's. Yeah. In yeah. University's. Yeah. Abner's was right there. <laughs> was right there. Definitely in the basement of a Chili's. You always talk about not being out, but you be out. That's the funniest part. I've been out a lot lately, yo. Yeah. My girl says that she was like, Yeah, you you be you be out all the time now. I, I don't have it in me. I just tried to make the most of the summer because the summer was ass. Didn't really go nowhere mm-hmm. um, other than Houston. Um, going to, we going to Atlanta this weekend. I'm dreading it. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, there's change. Oh, change. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, hold on. We're going to recount. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. All right. So, we got 36 left out of a bean. So, they roughly took a 14% service charge uh, out of the money, man. I got whooped financially. Oh, yeah. Beat down bad. Beat down bad. Got whooped on Saturday. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's my man's birthday. So, you know, it's only certain people that can get me to go in these uh, these establishments or whatever. So, he's one of them. So, you know, as long as he had a good time, that's all I care about. But I, I my shit was awful. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we snuck out of there before it was after hour time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we was long gone. Actually ended up meeting. Uh, it was like it was it turned into a networking night. I met uh, Armani White's brother. He was with us. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, what's what podcast you got? Blah blah blah. He was like, yo, uh, I'ma holler at my brother. You know what I'm saying? Get that joint done for you. And sure enough, the next day he hit me up and was like, yeah, I talked to my brother. He said, he said, y'all niggas good money. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't frauding. So uh, yeah, we gonna make that joint happen for y'all uh, when we get back. We have got these Def Jam dates and all that shit. We gonna we gonna make that happen for y'all when we come back. So we gonna have our money white on the pod real soon. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. I'm the number one song on TikTok right now, kicking ass, like four weeks in a row. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Is there any like new music you super hype about? Yo, coming over here. Number one, the 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 main album that I was so just in love with and excited about is is uh real Boston Richie. Okay. Tallahassee, Florida. He signed a free band. He signed a future. I am in love with this album. It's like that sound where it's like you could tell, like he never has any intention on getting played on the radio with this type of sound, but it's just perfect for him. And it encapsulates like that Florida movement, whatever got going on right now with Kodak and a uh, hot boy and Jack boy. And just like, you know, all these different Florida artists that's kind of carved out their own like niche and their own way of making music. But his main thing, the main takeaway is like, number one, he say clever ass, hilarious shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the production is just really like robust for like an independent artist. So I'm, ex- I'm in love with his album. And he got two future features. He got a money bag feature. And uh, who else is on this album? Oh, and Dirk is on the album. Okay. So he's fire. Let me ask you this. 
Have you listened to ESTG? Oh, nigga. Dog. Oh, Dog. my God. That is the album of the year. Listen. I thought Future had the album of the year. ESTG, Listen. my brother. Y'all you know, got the and, album of the year. Y'all know I don't be on, on new shit, you know, that fast. Bruh. You know, it normally take me seven, eight months. But Establish G album is Listen. really, really good. The and he, first, t- I, I got through the first 10 songs, and I'm like, I'm already running back to the top of the album. This shit is amazing. Like, I don't know what the marketing plan is behind this, but everybody need to hear this album. It's that good. He got a song on there with Jeezy called The Realist. I, I heard it's ridiculous. I didn't even get to that song yet. I, I just love seeing Jeezy in that space where he's talking that shit mm-hmm. like white bricks on a white counter got me feeling so godly. Like when Jeezy's <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And I know everybody fake hates Jeezy now, which is... You got a pretty good record out with drama right now. Uh, I ain't gonna hold you. Maybe I don't know how... What's up, everyone? It's Boss Britt. And it's DJ Excel. If you're a fan of the queer culture and lifestyle, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the No Homo Show. We're a show that shares true stories that are uncut, funny, relatable, and of course, gay from a lesbian's perspective. That's right. Brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Got a pendulum swung for the Jeezy shit. The, the Gucci Man shit. The Versus shit. No, it, it was going before that. Well, th- that didn't help. All right, so that was kind of like the icing on the cake. I think it was when he showed up with that little, uh, with the beret on, on the album cover, with the old school pastor, uh, church in the streets. Everybody was kind of like, all right, this is a rat. This <laughs> this is a clone. This is not, We thought Gucci was a clone. Jeezy is a clone. It was a nigga doing an interview the other day, and they was talking like who the realest motherfuckers in the game, whatever. Some nigga, so he like a crip nigga from Cali or whatever. Okay. And he was like, do you ever see? You, they was talking. I about, feel like it was Brick Baby. I don't know, but he was talking about robbing Jeezy. Okay. He said they was on the tip, like, "Yo, we going to the club." He's like, "I kept seeing Jeezy popping up in videos with that snowman chain." Yeah. He's like, "Man, I'm taking that shit." You know what I'm saying? He was like, "We, me, and my people." He's like, "Man, we taking that motherfucking thing." He's like, "We got to the club. We see niggas in the club." He was like. These niggas had choppers in the club. <laughs> abort, abort. And he was like, I got next to the nigga, and the nigga right next to him had a chopper. And he was like, all I could do was turn to him like, hey, man, big fan, that's a nice day. You got <laughs> You guys see this interview. I was fucking dying. But he was like, yeah, like, he was like, no, nah, like, these, like, them BMF motherfuckers was like, for real. Like, they, different animal. They, he was like, yo, they really had, like, choppers with them in the club. He's like, and it fucked me up. Like, what the, like, it's just, it's crazy because, like, I remember when, like, Corporate Thuggin came out. And I remember when Go Biggest Crazy, like, Jeezy just had a stronghold on, like, everybody and everything. And just out of nowhere, motherfuckers was like, yeah, we ain't fucking with Jeezy. And I'm like, how? Yo, what happened? Because in recent years, I've heard some of the best Jeezy verses, like, seen it all with Jay. Jeezy ran that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the joint on Mastermind with Rick Ross? War Ready. Yeah. Box Chevy hit the block, run the whole 50 shit, shot like my, Jeezy. My favorite shit, uh, All There with Bankroll Fresh. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, Jeezy, he, and the, the joint on Established G, man, that Jeezy, I, man. Yeah, no, ESTG album is, is yeah. a masterpiece like that sh- it's like it's too good and he's singing on the album and i'm just like i didn't even know you could do all of this like and it's it's almost like this like he was saving something for like what album? before this album like all that other shit was just like projects and this is like an album 
At a certain point, we're going to have to give Yo Gotti some type of award. Oh, my goodness. Yo Gotti should be... There, there's no way at this point, with all the success he's had, just breaking artist after artist after I, artist I literally ran the shit the other day down day... Uh, ran it down the other day with Jules. I'm like, yo... Yo Gotti got the most popping roster. Bar none. Like, not even... Like, that. you got... ESTG, Moneybag Yo. 42 Doug. You got the little crazy black nigga. Ain't he with him? Yeah, black youngster. Black youngster, 42 Doug, the Glorilla chick. She's my favorite female rapper right now. I'm just like, yo, this nigga, he got fucking, uh, what's something with the dreads? The one they just signed. Oh, Mozzie. Mozzie. It's just got like, Mozzie from Cali. He got Big Boogie from Memphis who tearing shit up. He got, he uh, got a joint venture with Bread Gang and Finesse two times. Yeah. Uh-uh. Then he got, uh, and allegedly, he just signed Finesse Two Times' older brother. <laughs> he just signed his older brother who rapped just like Finesse. Um, and he got this other kid, Lil Migo, from, from Memphis that's all that, too. So it's just like every time, like, you just artist, artist, artist. He the only one, like, really breaking, breaking bread and turning niggas into millionaires. Yeah, Yo Gotti has to win, like, CEO of the year. Yeah, and it's, what I was going to say is it's like, yo, it's no way that he shouldn't be in some form of consideration to be like the president of one of these major labels. Yeah, like, Gotti has done a very, at very least good the job. urban division. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because it's like y'all giving these jobs to niggas, and it's like some of these guys are deserving, they talented, whatever. They young black brothers, I'm proud of them. But it's just like y'all got to carve out one of these jobs. Yo, for Gotti, Yo Gotti has come a long way from a headband, polo shirt, and some Birdman's. Like yeah. he's come a long way. He's really, really tearing it the fuck. Like up. he just understands the business, and he understands that like. You got to get in where you fit in sometimes and that there's always money to be made. Like initially, Moneybag Yo wasn't signed to him as an artist at first because he's got his own situation with uh, with with uh, Endless, which is uh, Zebo, with Z- which is Zebo and the guy head or whatever like that. Like Zach Randolph? Zach Randolph. Okay. Yeah, that's who's money bag is signed to. Right, Endless, right. Or whatever like right, that. Yeah. Um, so what Gotti did was he did a back-end deal to like, yo, let me at, do management and administer your publishing. Like on some shit. Like to where it's like, oh yeah, I'm still in I'm still in the in the business of money bag, yo. And then it eventually when they when they absolved everything in the interscope, he got in on the label side too. So now he's making front end and back end money with money bag, yo. And they manicured and that CMG team manicured and turn Moneybag Yo into the biggest rap artist of 2021. I was about to say, I feel like he had one he of had the biggest hi- albums. He had the highest selling album of 2021. First week. The whole year. Really? Yes. Wow. Like 3 million Jeez. on that album. And he had the highest debut uh, as far as as far as far uh, sales and all of that go. But yeah, like Gotti is doing amazing shit. And it's almost kind of like, because he's not from New York or LA, nobody's really talking about it. And it's kind of weird. Because it still shows you, like, yeah, y'all niggas could come and make as much money as y'all want, but we not letting y'all, like, run these buildings and all of that shit. It's still, like, that East Coast bias is oh, still yeah. there just on an executive level. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you this. It's funny because the other day I mentioned how we was going to Atlanta this weekend, and one of my homies was like, yo, I've been meaning to ask you this. Little Baby is scorching. Yeah. Right? Probably the hottest nigga out right now as far as the upcoming, right? It's him, Dirk, and uh, Youngboy. As far as the ascension, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And depending on what week it is, who just put what out and this and this and this, it's one or the other, you know what I mean? But it's, it's them three, and then it's everybody else. He got mad at me the other day because he was like, do you think Little Baby has reached Mount Rushmore status? And I'm like, Mount Rushmore as far as what? He was like, like the rap game. And I'm like, 
I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. And this ain't no hating. And I, I'm not in Atlanta. I'm not from Atlanta. I don't know how they view it. But I'm like, I, know I, don't, going with this. I don't know if Lil Baby's on the Atlanta Mount Rushmore. And he was like, oh, you tripping. And I'm like, Mount Rushmore's, the way Mount Rushmore's work is it's four people. Yeah. That's, that's, that, because if we, like, people always be like, no, Mount, Mount Rushmore, and then they need 10 people. And yeah. like, nigga, this, the mountain, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's four people. So I'm like, yo, if you're doing four Atlanta artists, right, I'm like, I'd like to, if I have to do an Atlanta Mount, now, again, there's people down there, Kendall, play this for them, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let me know if I'm tripping, because they might view it differently down there. I think Future goes on there. That was about he's my number one pick. I think Future at this point, with the amount of music he's put out, the amount of hits, diamond singles, and this and this and this, Future is number one all time out of the state of Georgia. I think Atlanta, it's it's Future. It's then future. I'd put Outcasts. I, like you read my mind. They have a diamond album, not a song, a diamond album, and they have a rap album that won. Fucking album and of the they opened the door for everybody. So I, I outcast. So then I got outcast future, right? Then you you come down maybe like a one and a half or two steps. You literally have a five-headed monster from that era of T.I., Jeezy, Ludacris, Gucci. And then you could just round it out with whoever the fuck. Migos. I was, I was going to say Migos, but I As was. As one. Right. So it's like, yo, if you got... The Migos, Gucci, <laughs> T.I., Jeezy, Luda, I said Gucci, mm-hmm. Future, and Outkast, how, like, where does, I don't. He still got more work to do. I'm like, I, now, I said yet. Yeah. He's not on there yet, because he, he's the only one that can still carve out yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. T.I. is not going to carve, he's as, he's yeah. as, as goaded yeah, as he can be. T.I. can be moved. Like, but here's the thing. Recency bias. I don't we, know if T.I. can be yeah. moved, though. We all suffer from recency bias in some way, shape, or form or another. Because who's active right now will trick you into forgetting who did what and this, this, that, and the third. T.I. was selling 600,000 first week and all that with King and fucking had his song. Big shit popping was on, was running on SportsCenter for a month. And, and and that's what I was telling him. He was like, no, like, I'm like, I'm like, T.I. has to be on that, that. That. Yeah, he's he, at least in the conversation. And he was like, man, like, you don't remember when Flex was like, this, T.I., you didn't do that. I'm like, yeah, Flex was fucking bugging. I'm yeah. like, we not going to act like, I get it. T.I., Tiny, they get annoying and whatever, whatever, the big words and all the goofy <laughs> shit. I get it. But we're not going to act like T.I. didn't drop 24s and Rubber Band Man. Yeah. And then come back off of that with You Don't Know Me and round here and, and then, bring them out and, and then and then come back <laughs> off of that with king with front back and what you know about that and then come back off of that with big shit popping then come back off of that with two of the biggest singles ever in the history of like music and, and like we're we not gonna do that yo i'm like t i had a run that real t i said i'm the king bitch and no one was like he's tripping exactly yet like so I, the underground kings did thirty five songs with the nigga. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Bun and Pimp. After his, after he said he was the fucking king of the south. So it, it just yeah, Ti has to be up there, Jeezy, and I, that's what made me go into that shit. Yeah. Where it's just like I know everybody fake hates Jeezy now, but I really can remember when you know I I didn't like Jeezy at first, mm-hmm. and what flipped it was I went to Magic City when I was in Atlanta years ago, yeah. and I will never forget the moment when they cut on that fucking. 
it was off the 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 uh the the second album. Twenties on the table, hundreds on the floor. Yeah. I, that dog, it just like no, yeah. no, no. Jules bought a fucking truck basically when Hulk Hogan was blasting that song, <laughs> that yellow truck. Like, nah, man, it just certain Jones. It, it, and it, here's the thing, Jeezy has the best album out of any of these niggas. That's not Outkast. TM one oh one is the most seminal Atlanta album in history. Other than like Southern Playalistic and oh, you talking about to that area? To like that area, I, I, I see what you're saying. On I'm that. talking about just comparing him to them niggas, like to, to the his contemporaries or whatever. TM one oh one is better than DS two. It's better than. This latest album Future got out that I love is better than The Wizard. It's better than all of Gucci's albums. You think it's better than Paper Trail? I think it's better than Paper Trail. It's not more impactful. It didn't do as much. It didn't reach as far because think, of I, the subject matter. I but think I Paper think Trail is T.I.'s best album. Paper Trail is T.I.'s best album. Which is crazy because King was T.I.'s best album. And before that, Urban Legend was yeah. T.I.'s best album. Like, and that, that's what I mean where it's just like, niggas really just kept getting better and better yeah. and better and better and better. Because of all that competition. And don't get it fucked up. I keep it up with you. I don't even think TM 101 is Jeezy's best album. I personally think The Recession is his best album. It, well, shit, yeah. Well, by that standard, then he got two of the best albums in the history of yeah. Atlanta. You yeah. know what I mean? No, G, nobody. G, I get it. I'm going to keep it up with you. To me, Jeezy goes on an Atlanta Mount Rushmore before anybody not named Future or Outkast. I think Gucci go first because really, yeah, because of because of the tree that Gucci. Jeezy, I get to bringing Migo shit. It's but it's deeper than that. It's Migos. It's Young Thug. It's Mike Will made it. Forgot about Thug. How does Thug not go on the Mount Rushmore before Baby? He yeah. baby old head. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And Thug did. Thug has an album. So much fun. Every song is a single. Yeah. He literally just said, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so I'm doing these little other, like, little conceptual albums, these EPs, and this and this. Y'all not fucking with that? Cool, watch this. And then, 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 then they can put out the best album of the year with all singles, top to bottom. 22 singles on the motherfucker. Like, yeah. Baby is a, then don't get it fucked up. Baby is a dynamo. I've never seen somebody get so good at rapping so fast. Baby has a diamond record already. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. Gonna gotta go on, gotta be in some form. Well, he's of not going above baby. No, he's not going above baby. But again, he in the in the he's the, in the realm. He's in the realm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the bigger point is all of that 2016, 20, they, they like 2017 class. All of that 2017 class of Atlanta rappers got more work to do, even right. though they've done a lot already. Because it's like baby got a diamond record, but gonna got one too because he on the fucking record with Lil Baby, and all that drip shit came from Gunna. And Gunna is a nigga that just prior to this year didn't get none of the credit that he deserved for being like the having the best flow in the game and the best delivery and all of that shit and putting out amazing records over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? He just got his due and then now he jammed up in a legal situation or whatever and that's going to play out however it is. But it's like, you know, Baby is, is amazing. He's a dynamo. But like I said, he ain't Mount Rushmore yet. He can't do that. Yeah, you're talking about people who literally got 15, 20 years, 25 years in some cases. Yeah. It's just difficult. Yeah. Gucci got a banger out right now with uh with Lil Dirt. That's a rugger that's crazy. Uh rumors. That shit is ridiculous. 
So it's like, yeah, and, and, and that's the other thing. Other people are still creating also. You know what I'm saying? Baby might, his star might be shining brighter than everybody, and he looked goddamn good on that Chris Brown stage. He was smoking shit. He was killing it on that on that stage. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like, it could trick you into thinking, like, people have done more than, you know, what they've done. Everybody got more work to do. Minus future Gucci, Jeezy, Outkast, Luda, because, again, Luda got some great albums in the midst of all of that shit going on. And he got some of the biggest songs. Use a hoe, Move Bitch, <clears throat> no. Saturday, Area Codes. Like, pimping all over the world. Pimping all over the world. Fucking uh, stand up. Like, Luda got number ones and all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. Luda got number one with Kanye. <laughs> Niggas don't even dig that Kanye produced stand yeah, up. Stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We was just having a conversation. I was like, I don't know if Baby's there yet. Got more work to do. We gotta reevaluate this in like another five years. He got a he put out he put out a, a classic a contemporary classic album. My turn is a contemporary classic rap album. And then mm-hmm. he came with the deluxe and the deluxe fucking had we paid on it, which was better than everything that was on the album, which was already a great album. Right. So that says something. But he still got more work to do. Yeah, I agree. The um, what else is going on in like Earth? Uh. I mean, it's just a bunch of, it, this has kind of been like, this last week has been like a nigger nonsense week. You got Tory Lanez and August Alsina allegedly getting into it. You had the Sauce Walker situation in L.A. that predated the P&B Rock, Rock situation where somebody allegedly tried to rob him and he fought for his, for his jewelry and this and this. And then the guy ended up going up the street and killing somebody and then the whole fallout from that. Um and just kind of like in general, I think that... Uh, Shaka with the murder charge. Yeah, Shaka got a... His, yeah, what the hell was that? So basically, so Shaka Zulu, uh, speaking of Ludacris, Shaka yeah, Zulu, Ludacris, Ludacris partner or whatever, um, he had a situation back in June. He was coming out of his, his office or whatever the case may be, and he was assaulted and robbed by four people. They had a gun... He had a gun. He, you know, fought, whatever, whatever. While he was, they shot him in the back. While he was on the ground, he was able to get his firearm, shoot back at them, and he killed one of the people that uh, that uh, robbed and assaulted him. Initially, there was no charges filed, blah, blah, blah. Now, the family has put pressure on local the local police department and the DA's office to charge him with murder, even though it's a stand your ground situation in a stand your ground state. But now they trying, they went with the, Oh, he was an honor student and this and this, and he would never and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ma'am, your son probably was all of that, but he made a bad decision that day and he got his ass smoked for it. And it's like, we can't have this, these, like these situations where people get exactly what they pay for. And then the family can lobby for some form of like, buyer's remorse and try to charge an innocent man that was licensed to carry coming out of his office and he got a cost got shot in the exchange and blah 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 like you can't do that shit you know what i'm saying and basically how you know it's like a meatball goofy ass case is because he immediately was granted bell it's third degree murder he got granted bell was out within hours turned himself in got right out of jail all this old shit but all it is is his public pressure from the family for the DA's office to file these charges and I think that all of this shit is going to quietly go away because Shaka Zulu got long ass money and you don't get to just clap a nigga in front of his office that's a multi mega millionaire mm-hmm. you know what I mean you don't get to do that and then your family go and like cry to the cops like he would never do that y'all wasn't there 
Y'all don't know what he was. Y'all don't know what this little crazy nigga was doing in his spare time. It's a lot of that going around. And it's on camera. It's on camera. It's a lot of that going around in the world, especially our like urban world where it's like people go outside and make these crazy ass decisions. And then everybody else is like, well, why you react like that? And and it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Remember like the that. situation with the boy? I think uh, a couple of us know him. The guy that got was uh, was like trying to tow somebody car and steal it or whatever. And he got killed or whatever. And then the family is like, it was only a car. You didn't have to kill him. And it's like, he didn't have to steal my car. <laughs> Yeah, that situation was a little different, I think. It wasn't like a standing, like, you know, you know, it's a difference when it's like somebody's coming yeah, towards absolutely. you. Yeah, or... absolutely. But the, but the whole thing is the whole sentiment that people think they're allowed to commit crime, period. Whether it's a, a theft of property, assault, robbery, whatever the case may be, and that there is no repercussion for that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, or I got to fire a warning shot and then hopefully you run off. It's like, well, what if I fire a warning shot and then you shoot me? All of this stems from your bad decision to commit crime. You know what I always think about in these situations is like, how is it that cops are allowed to just shoot and be like, well, I was scared and not really. Yeah, that's the automatic default. But no, but that's, but that's okay though. For you to be like, well, I was scared, so I shot. But then normal humans who aren't trained, motherfucker coming at you with a knife and they were like, did you have to shoot him? And it's like, I don't understand how one and one can be two. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. It almost doesn't ever make sense in these situations because it's like, you know, what? You know when all these uh, cop killings was going on or whatever with them, you know, killing various innocent people during these traffic stops and stuff, I'm like, yo, nobody never gets shot in the shoulder or the leg no. or the arm, whatever. And they like, no, nah, police are taught to shoot center mass. Like, that's their whole thing. Like, uh-huh. they're taught to shoot for the... Fleshiest part of your body, the biggest, you know, widest uh, target organs. or whatever, for organs or whatever, essentially in an effort to like to kill your ass. You know what I'm saying? Because like you get shot in the lung, pierce the lung, your heart, whatever, whatever, you're typically not exchanging gunfire in that situation. You know what I mean? But it's just it's just a crazy situation, man. So it's like, you know, I'm hoping the best for Shaka Zulu. I think he's gonna be all right. But it's just nutty to even have to go through the whole legal process yeah. and do this whole cat and dog show and all this whole shit just to appease somebody's family who was a part of some shit that, like, I'm sure maybe one or two of you knew, but it's a good chance that none of y'all knew what he was out here doing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I know plenty of niggas that's, like, fucking honor student by day, gangster by night. <laughs> like, I, I grew yeah. up with mad niggas like that. Like, I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's real. Something else we talked about it the other day. Something that goes on in our in our culture and around that that doesn't make much sense. Cause you know niggas love Jay Z lyrics, right? And Jay Z has. I, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna say Jay has. I don't necessarily know Jay. He might honestly. Jay might. Jay might have the most quotable lines in rap history. I think he does. And I think it's probably pretty much by a wide margin. I think Biggie would have had it if he would have been still alive or whatever, but... Drake is right there, because we always say Jay and Drake yeah. have a line for everything. But Jay has those lines that just... I got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. Those ain't Rolex diamonds. The fuck you done to that? Like, he just got so many of those, where it's like... And one that he has that it just always resonates and plays all the time from so many different people is when he said... Chains is cool to cop, but more important is lawyer fees. And y'all have forgot that. 
Completely. Completely just ignore. And it's, it's y'all hang on to everything Jay-Z says. But niggas are out here committing menacing, aggravated mayhem, assault, robbery, murder, etc. And every time y'all are being represented by public defenders. Mm-hmm. The nigga that killed Nipsey, public defender. The niggas that killed Pop, the little shit turd niggas that killed Pop Smoke, public defender. This kid spin a Benz in fucking Jacksonville. M- multiple murders. Yeah, he was the one going through the shit with the guy, right? Fulio? Fulio. Yeah. He was part of the other crew with uh, with with uh with, with Ace. Okay. He part of Ace's crew, whatever. He got multiple murders charged against him. Public defender. The niggas that killed Young Dolph, public defender. <laughs> like bunch of bullshit going on in Philly right now. Public defender. Yeah, like, the public defender thing is like I get it. And they're, you know, they're, I'm not dissing public defenders or no shit like that. But I just from like I remember always I would be around when I would be gambling and shit as a young boy and they you know, I was telling you, they would like that was like a almost like a as twisted as it sounds, like a badge of honor to yeah, have like I a mean, lawyer I, or I got, retainer. I got, I got Kogan, I got I got Fernando Perry. Yeah, I got Dennis, I got, I got, I got Sabino, I got Lou on the joint. I got you know, I, mean, I got Shaka, I got you know, I, mean, I got your pads. That was like a real thing, like having like a lawyer on retainer, yeah. like they used to like brag. And it's just, how did shit get so flipped? Because I can vividly remember like an older motherfucker who's doing his thing, and, and I wasn't getting it, but he would tell yeah. me, it was like, you start playing around doing X, Y, Z, you need to have, make sure you have shit to the side for when shit. And it, it made me think about like growing up through life. You know, how you, you got like the nigga who's doing shit in the, in the streets and whatever the fuck he got going on. And like something will happen, and he get locked up, and then like his mom or his girls calling you for like two fifty to the bail. Hello, and you be like, dog, I, like I work every. Why are you calling me? And it just it's the same shit as like like going to work and having like a checking and a savings account, maybe something other savings. It just he would tell me if you a ten thousand dollar nigga in the street, you need to have two grand to the side. You know what I'm saying? You a twenty thousand dollar nigga, you need to have five thousand to the side because if they come lock you up, whatever the fuck charge you gonna get hit with is twenty thousand. You need ten percent, two grand just to come the fuck home. Then yep. You need to have that. Straight up. Then another three, four grand to have a lawyer. Now, this was years ago, and it's just like we even talked about that. The price of lawyering has changed. Oh, man, listen. You're not getting no reasonable defense from no namesake attorney for less than $6,000 right now for any type of criminal defense. A traffic court attorney costs you $2,000, a good one. Mm -hmm. Like, you got your license suspended, some bullshit, whatever, whatever, $2,000. I just had to pay for one for somebody. I'm not going to say who. So I don't want to embarrass them. Yeah. But I just had to pay for one for somebody. So I know what that shit costs. You know what I'm saying? And um, my whole thing is this. I'm not even out here getting in this shit, and I got lawyer money ready. Yeah. Whatever I get charged with the day or tomorrow, whether it be mistaken identity, whatever, whatever, I'm coming home. Yeah. I'm not going to the F with you crazy niggas and all this bullshit. We're going to fight this shit from the street. Oh, it's a bell? Cool. I'm coming home. Yeah, because we had a, what is, we had an understanding of the shit that we did. That we knew it was wrong. You either going to die or you going to jail. You know what I mean? Because when you when when you say you're quitting, one of those automatically happens. Yeah, I'm, I mean another another hundred more racks, and I'm done. And you either going to be done or you going to jail. So mm-hmm. we already knew from the rip. Gotta have a belt. You because niggas ain't answer when you get locked up. First of all, niggas ain't answer the phone. We don't know if you told or not. Yeah. So you can't be like yo. I mean, it's niggas that'll pay it once they find it, but niggas want to know that you didn't tell. Right. So as soon as, yo, you know, you know, Big Bang got locked up. Oh, shit. All phones is off. Right. Like, you know what I mean? All, all phones, unless it's somebody that you know number by heart that y'all grew up with, everybody cutting their phones off. They're not answering for you, you know, your family members or nothing until they know what's up. So you got to have, your mother should have, 
you know what I mean, the money for you in, in case uh, of one of them days because even if you get the money from your friends, you still got to funnel it to your mom. You got to move it around and show that it's, it's legal money. Right. So, it should, you, like, I, like I put in the joint, you should, you should always have lawyer money, bail money put to the side, or a go bag and some money put to the side. Like, if you know you cook, you finish, all right, give me, you know what I mean, I'm going to make my way to New York, from New York and go to Canada, then I'm going to try to get to wherever I can get from there. So you need to have all three of them things, really. Yeah, he used to tell me, he was like, yo, yeah. you get to where you fucking around with a half a ticket, you might need to have some, yo, they grab me money. Yeah. Like like how Sam said at casino, like this key gonna save my fucking life. You know, like and it just amazes me that people play around doing all this crazy shit, selling all this shit, committing all this robbery, all this crazy shit. And then when shit go left, like you said, you killed Nipsey Hustle. You would think that it's just like in his, in front of his business, his whole plaza that he owns, no. you can't think you're getting away with this. No. Maybe that's why my nigga <laughs> just went with a public defender. Like, man, save that little hundred grand. Like but it's just amazing at times watching it all go on to where it's like, yo, y'all, it's rules to everything. Mm-hmm. And it just amazes me how people don't understand. Now, if you got your fan case, that's different. Yeah, you don't need a lawyer. You don't need a fan case. Because you're going to end up, all them lawyers we just named, you're going to end up with one you of them end up with one anyway. Of them for, free. for free. Explain that. Uh, to, be a, to be a federal lawyer, you have to take a certain amount of pro, pro bono cases. cases every year. So you might get a, you get a heavy hitter. You get a t- you end up with a top flight attorney. Period. Yeah. I know we know people that basically said like, "Yo, the dumbest shit I did was pay a lawyer for my fed case." I ended up with the same time. That's me. I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah, it's like it's it's no point of paying an attorney because at that point when it's the feds, they're not guessing. They know you did some shit. Or they have a very good inkling that you did some shit. But either way, when they come to court, federal agents' word is law in the federal court system. Right. So the judge is taking that. They're, they're trained experts. They got to go through a battery of tests in order to become a fed. So a fed is not coming to court lying on your ass. Right. So the judge is taking whatever they say as word and they enter it into evidence as, though no, this is what the fuck happened. It's your job to prove some technicality that the way that it did happen it ain't that it didn't happen. You got to prove that it didn't happen the way that they said or they violated your rights on a technical level in the execution of this warrant or this probable cause or whatever, whatever. Some some technical violation. That's the only way you beat in the fit. And then you might be saying, no, I'm not guilty. I ain't into that. Say, like, all right, well, Dennis won 100000 to go to trial. Where you get a bean from? Exactly. So now you, it's like, all right, I showed my hand. All right, you got 100000 all right, so now you might lose the case and get slapped with a tax evasion on top of it. Right. You get an extra couple years. Or you just be like, put that bread up and get whoever they yeah. need. They're going to give you somebody good. They're going to give you somebody good. And the main thing is when you enter in a, a, a charge in the federal system, the only questions you need to be asking is, what's the least amount of time I can get as far as a plea deal, and can I do it at a camp? That's the only thing you need to be asking a federal judge. That's it. It's nothing else to talk about. It's not, oh, well... They lying on me. They not lying on you. You did this shit because they got however many years of surveillance and all of that shit on you. Records, niggas telling and all that shit. And the main thing is 80%, I think it was 68 to 80% of uh, federal cases are brought forth through cooperation from oh, other it was people. higher than that. It was like 83%. See what I'm saying? Through, co- co- through cooperation. And nine times out of 10, you're never going to know who your snitch is because... 85% of the cases plea out. I asked my old head, <laughs> went through the feds, you know, I'm, I'm like, who told you? He said, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. He said, everybody involved. Was fucking... <laughs> 
The way he said it was just so funny. He's everybody, whoever the fuck they grab. Like, because the thing is with the feds is like you say, we aren't lying. So it's like, do you want to do 20 or do you want to do This six? nigga here that we brought in, he may be lying. But what about the other 14 people that we got lining up to testify against your ass? Yeah. Everybody can't be lying, dog. And they're going to put them through such a rigorous process before they even try to fucking, you know, put their testimony into court record and all of that shit. They're not even doing it. And let's just say they are lying. Well, you hang with him. You know what he did. You didn't tell all him. Do accessory. Yeah, you get conspiracy or accessory. Can't be conspiracy in the feds. Impossible. It's impossible to be conspiracy in the feds. Oh, you was with him at 12 o'clock that day. Yeah, 12.15, y'all still together. He was in the car, but he went inside, did a deal. That's what makes uh, Gotti's in them case so crazy. It's like y'all beat those two charges, but it's like it cost y'all literally everything. Yeah, they, they here's the thing. And y'all literally didn't do shit. 50 Cent and Freeway Rick Ross both said Irv Gotti and Chris Gotti did not beat the feds. That's their whole position. They said what the feds did was they put a squeeze on them in order to financially hold them hostage so that they couldn't help Supreme, Supreme. McGriff on his federal indictment. Mm-hmm. Because he had to go to fed, his to fed, his fed case with a fucking public defender. You know what I'm saying? Which is not a, again, it's not a bad thing. But for a case of his magnitude, he needed a paid lawyer. Right. And he had a, he had somebody from a fucking defenders association. You know what I'm saying? But they was good enough because they passed the, yeah. Exactly. Mm. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Fez is dirty, man. They, listen, they, they squeeze you. Yeah. They whole thing was we're going to financially hold these niggas hostage for four years while he's going through this to where he can't get no help, no resources, no experts, can't get nobody in. Because really, that's what you want to pay lawyer for is to bring in the experts mm-hmm. to try to get the technical violation. Yeah. Soil samplers. Exactly. No, else. this video is bullshit. The time stamp on here. These videos, these videotapes were made a certain way. So actually, when it says this time, it's really this time. That's a flaw. So y'all can, y'all running, y'all saying that he did this at the wrong time. The times don't match up, blah, blah, blah. Technical violation. Now you beat the fit. Like shit like that. Mm. But anything outside of that, like, like I said, What's the least amount of time I can do? What they talking? What's the least amount of time I can do? Can I do it at a camp or a low? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, so I was was reading the journey the other day about, like, the different levels of the uh, prisons with the fed system and shit. And it gets crazy. You know what I'm saying? Going up to the maxes and then the ad max and then the super max and all that crazy ass shit. You go to motherfucking Terre Haute. We talked about it before. One of the worst prisons in the country. You go to, it's a joint down in, uh, I think, Laredo, Texas. Okay. One of the worst joints in the fucking country. We all know about ADX Florence and all that shit. It's a joint in California, Fed John, that's fucked around. And I watched a joint the other day. The guy, he um he's one of the only people to ever leave. Supermax. Uh, the Supermax and, 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 like, get out. Because, you know, people have been transferred out of the Supermax, but yeah. they transferred there. The thing is, is, like, once you go to Supermax, it's basically like, you're never going home. Yeah, you're a special classification of criminal. Right, you're never going home. But what it is, is, like, for that time period or whatever, they might look at you like so much of a threat. Like, you look at, like, Pappy Mason, he was there. But it's like, you, you got a, a cop hit while you was in jail. Exactly. We can't have you on the phones. You got to go here now. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? The one white boy who escaped from the feds like three times, you keep breaking out. You got to go to fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you like, even like Big Meech, for all his street power and reign, he was never in Florence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They look at it like, when you go to ADX Florence, it's like, you really like a fucked up nigga. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the guy though, he wound up going into the feds and 
he got put in a cell with somebody. I want to say he was at Lee or Jessup or one of them. Okay. He, him and his cellmate, something happened. His cellmate ended up dead. So, of course, it's like... What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, they basically, while they were... They charged him with the murder. And while that was going on, they sent him to ADX Florence on some waiting shit. He wound up, I guess they dropped the shit for the murder or whatever, whatever. But he wound up leaving ADX Florence and going to another prison. And then he wound up getting convicted for that, for some other crime he was going through. Well, long story short, he wound up doing like, I say 18 years. But he did like six of them at Florence. And now he's out. And it's like he's one of, because most people who ever see the inside of Florence, they never, they're never getting out. So he's out to do anything. And they was talking to him, was like, I've been to a lot of prisons, a lot of jails and shit. You know, and the feds just send you wherever. It's not like state prison and shit. Like, feds send you all over the fucking place. He's like, ADX Florence, it's it's designed to break you mentally. Like, that's what it's designed to do. And he was like, I'll be honest, you know how I got through my time there? I had an imaginary friend. He's like, and I, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, like, that's what kept me alive. Like, I had an imaginary friend that I got to talk to every day and see every day, and it's just... There's nothing else. You think about it. The rooms are seven by 12. And you in that 23 hours a day. Yeah, you in a fucking closet. You in a closet, essentially. 23 hours a day. Yeah. My bathroom is bigger than seven by 12. And you in that 23 hours a day for like ever. That's scary as shit. I know I'd be in there talking to somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'd have, I'd have a little, little round table. <laughs> so what y'all think is it? So what we, so what we do when we get out? Yeah. <laughs> Real shit. We'll start this start this trucking company. That yeah, real label. shit. I'll be in there chopping it up with Big Dan over there. Over there. <laughs> Big Dan. How you feel today, man? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, man, that federal system shit is nuts, man. That that supermax shit is crazy. So, yeah, y'all like, I don't advise going through none of the shit, but yeah, stop committing crime. Yeah, that yeah that that that's like, always a stop plus. committing crime because like we see how this shit unfolds. A hundred percent of the time. Like Chopper, like Jeezy said on that realist John. Pablo died on the roof. That is not my fate. Chapo in there forever. He never getting out. I did this shit in some Air Force Ones. The fuck we talking about? Like Joe! Jeezy talking shit on that new ESTG Joe. He said Pablo died on the roof. Chapo never getting out. <laughs> Young did this shit in some Air Force Ones, nigga. Fuck we talking about. <laughs> like real shit. Like all the, the these these legendary names, and it's like while they legendary names, then they never come in the fuck. And Pablo had the best run out of everybody, and it's Pablo still racked up seventy five of them Jones, them <laughs> Big B's, them Jones in the eighties, in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, boss of all bosses, still got smoked on the roof. Yo, you know who was rich as fuck? I watched a docu series on the other day, fucking uh, Gaddafi. Oh yeah. Dog, you know the uh, they said that uh, Hillary Clinton got him smoked. Listen, I'm about to tell you how crazy <laughs> this shit is. The top ten oil reserves in the world, right? Libya was on the list. They had they were number eight. Mm-hmm. The difference with him and all the other ones is these Saudi Arabias and Qatars and all of this shit. There are royal families at play, so it like, it's almost like the wall the Waltons, like for Walmart, where every member of the Walton family is worth twenty billion, as opposed to Jeff Bezos being worth one hundred and forty five. Gaddafi with the oil reserve in Libya, he was the dictator. Nigga was worth two hundred billion dollars, dog. In insane money, yo, insane. 
But like he was a raging maniac. Like, you know, you see the way he 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 went out when they killed him and shit. Like they it 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 like it's kind of fucked up the way they get like, but you you understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you know Gaddafi was 70. Yeah, the king don't get to stay the king. Yeah, but just the way they killed him, you know, they were shoving the bayonet up his ass and all that crazy ass shit. Like, it was just, like, brutal. But they said what Gaddafi was about to do was he was about to create um, a centralized currency that was basically backed by all his assets, Mm -hmm. by his $200 central to Libya that would have basically been almost like bringing back, like, asset-backed currency Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it would have destabilized the whole world market economy or whatever, and that's why fucking Hillary Clinton was like, oh, no. Do this nigga dirty. Get this nigga out of here. But Gaddafi was a motherfucker. They said when he took over uh, as dictator, he lowered the age of consent to seven. I said, what? What? Yeah. Like, he was a raging maniac, dog. He was on. He was on. King King Henry and them. Dog. Dog. Raging maniac, yo. You ever see the shit with uh, Huda the uh, Executioner? No. The girl that killed the nigga at the basketball stadium, he basically invited all the kids from, like, around the country to this basketball stadium. They thought they was going there for a game. They was having a public trial for this motherfucker who was talking down on him. They they sentenced him to death on the spot, went to hang him. Something fucked up with the contraption to hang him, and he was still alive. Some chick came out of the audience and grabbed his ankles and pulled him down. Holding the, her name was Huda. They called her Huda the Executioner. That started her political run, and she wound up becoming secretary. I'm like, yo, Jesus, <laughs> nuts, man. Like, like, oh, let me dust this nigga off. Get What's my her political. claim to fame? Yeah, no, she pulled a nigga yeah, leg. Yeah, look that shit up. Huda actually, she straight. That's how she started her political like acclaim, like a, like her ascend in the political ranks. Just imagine and what you got going on today. I'm about to stone about four months. Yeah. Yeah. Get you some good, good prime stones over that dirt. Oh, right I was going deep in rock. <laughs> it was funny because the other day Mar was talking about all the violence and the shit going on. I was like, yo, we got to bring back some of these like torturous like sentences, man. We <laughs> we gotta we gotta bring back like some torturous sentences. So, because think about it, you look at North Korea, you look at Qatar, you look at all the shit. There's no crime. There is no crime. And and the reality is, is like if you commit crime, think about it. The bull Wambier from from here. He stole a poster and they killed him. That that shit is not a joke over there. Dog, you know what they was doing in, in Libya when Gaddafi took over the drone? He banned nightclubs. He banned, you couldn't be a private practice doctor or lawyer. You couldn't. It was a bunch of shit you couldn't do. Well, one of the Jones was if you got caught committing adultery, they would chop off one of your limbs. Oh, wow. They would chop off one of your arms. Cheat on your wife, lose a leg. Cheat on your, and I'm like. Yo, could you imagine living in a society where if you cheat, you get your arm? You know how weird it would be in America? Ain't nobody got two arms. Ain't nobody got no arms. <laughs> or legs. Or legs. Hey, keep catching you, boy. <laughs> Call me again. Yeah. Did you see that bitch? You figured me out. I'm supposed to know the bitch like niggas with one leg. Next thing I know, I'm losing the other leg. <laughs> they just licked my nub. I ain't never had that. I had a nub like before. You literally in a wheelchair, no legs, no arms. You got moved that shit by sight. You know what I'm saying? You got the go-go gadget. Yeah, one of them drones you talk to right, and you shit. You need a Professor X chair and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, over there is crazy as shit, dog. It was going into like just the, the whole overall. You ever seen a brazen bull? 
No. They would basically they had a bull like a like a like a, a iron bull. Oh shit! That they that was hollow. They would take a condemned motherfucker and put him in the bull and then start a fire under it, and it would like rotisserie you. Yeah, the motherfuckers was nuts, man. Like you got the fear of the brazen bull on your back, you was not running in nah, the, the jewelry store. Real I'm shit. Just stay down, you know what I'm saying? Just run stay this, down till I come up. Run this e-commerce <laughs> business. <laughs> Keep it cool. So my man told me they're doing our IT classes over there. <laughs> over there fit. You know what I'm saying? Hey. stones, you got to get hit with the die. Oh. You got I, got, I, got, I got hit with a fucking baseball one time, and I didn't die from that. <laughs> Real shit. That don't hurt. <laughs> I hurt like a motherfucker. You got the whole town. I got posters up. Yeah, we going to go stone, man. Yo, line drive. I was playing third base at Elmwood Park. Line drive came dead at me, hit me like right here. That shit hurt like a motherfucker. I did not die. Couldn't imagine getting hit with 400 of them Jones. The whole town. Whole, whole town. Whole town with a bag. Stone him. The whole Penrose out there. They dragging me down Lindbergh Boulevard. <laughs> oh, man. I'm cool. We got to go now. We stolen man. Yeah. Oh, shit. About to go to the stone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, shit. Let me go to the... <laughs> Dog. Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein. That, that These motherfuckers were like yeah. lunatics, man. Firing squad, all all that shit, man. All that shit. I'm they, definitely an advocate for bringing back the firing squad. Tell you how crazy this shit was. Saddam Hussein, when he took over power in Iraq, right? This motherfucker, basically, let's say we all cool. Y'all help me take over Iraq, right? But y'all got ambitions, like how you want to do a club down in Florida or you want to do X, Y, Z. I take over the country, right? Y'all help me. Kev helped me. Dunbar helped me. And all that shit. Saddam Hussein took over the country, right? And then went to, let's say I use Ra. Basically went to his Ra, right? Beat his ass for three, four days in a cell. Then brought the guy's wife and children to the cell and was like, listen, you're going to admit in front of the whole entire country that you were planning to overthrow me with the help of all these motherfuckers so I can show treason and all of this shit? Or we're going to rape your wife and your daughters in front of you and then we're going to kill them and then we're going to kill you. That's what he did. So the bull gets up in front of me. They had like a whole Senate hearing. Gets up in front of the shit and basically lies because he was forced to. Saying how he had planned to overthrow Saddam Hussein. And he's like, I basically had Chad on on to help me. Big Dan. And you can see the motherfuckers in the crowd like, what the fuck is he talking? (laughs) So they started rounding motherfuckers up. Saddam like, get him, get him out of here, get him out of here. They take all these motherfuckers out back. He separated them. He had half on this side, half on this side. And he was like, these half are sentenced to death. Y'all can actually go, but before you go here, and gives them all guns, so they had to kill them. Dog, I'm like, like, yo, Saddam and them played mind games that was crazy as shit, dog. Crazy as shit. Yeah, where the firing squad at? Oh, we don't need one. Y'all just firing squad. Y'all do that. So you go kill Big Dan. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's like, like, them them dictator motherfuckers, like Idi Amin, they, they sadistic, man. They said Idi Amin killed 350,000 people. Like, That's insane. Insanity. 350. Like, ruined the whole country behind that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that shit is wild, man. But that, like, you you look at the way these these places act with their crime, it's like, yo, they they don't fuck around. Because they you is not trying to go through the... Look at Brittany Griner. Like, all bullshit aside, Brittany Griner really about to do a non-piece for some oil. The fuck is wrong with you, yo? They don't play that bullshit over here. In one of the worst places you could ever be arrested. 
I'm sure it's nothing like the Four Seasons. No. I ain't trying to do nine in a low max. <laughs> right. Fuck yeah, I'm sure nothing like the Blue Moon. <laughs> yeah. Was you in a low or a medium? I, I was in a low and a camp. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got caught with a phone in a camp and went to the low. Okay. Was it a drastic difference from the camp to the low? Not Fort Dix. Okay. Like, Fort Dix is like the closest, it's like the closest jail that you can go to. So, like, a lot of your homies would be there. Like, the, the majority of Philly is there. Okay. So, it, it, was, it ain't nothing but a camp, but a camp with a fence. Camp ain't got no fences, no nothing. Uh, the low, they got fences, but no barbed wire. Okay. And once you go up, and yeah. you got firing squads and all that shit hanging off the roof. Yeah, you get to the mediums and the highs yeah. and all that crazy ass shit. You guys yeah. hear them stories like, well, man, like you gotta, you gotta go to the, take a shower with your knife, and then you gotta have your man with the knife in front of the shower. Staying guard. Yeah, I be in the shower singing and shit. Like, I'm <laughs> having a good old time. A good ass time. around that shit. Cause that Christina, you know. You hold on <laughs> Turn around. What was that? What was that? Oh, oh that's just me, dog. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> that's even great. Y'all Speaking of bologna sandwiches, bro. So, I, I, you know, I was in a camp. So Lewisburg got a camp and they got a penitentiary. Lewisburg, PA? Or yeah. PA? Lewisburg, PA. So okay. they, turn, they turn into ADX now. Yeah. When they turn into ADX. It was a penitentiary. So whenever I hear the, the alarms, you start hearing them motherfucking, the paper bullets go off, I had to go in there and make bologna sandwiches because the jail is locked down. That's all they eat. Yeah? Yeah, you go over there and make thousand fucking bologna sandwiches. Would you worked in the kitchen or something? Yeah, I worked in the, uh, well, anybody that worked over there, like I used to clean the visitor room. Okay. So anybody that worked in the pen, they call you, you got to go over there. Make bologna sandwiches. Make bologna sandwiches. <laughs> That's funny as shit, man. Yeah, that shit used to be locked down for, like, months at a time. Yeah, because the motherfuckers being there riding. There's different kind of wars. It don't just be blacks and it be the dirty white bulls versus the Aryan nation. They got different different sets of crews. And you got the Mexicans going to war. And then there's, like, everybody going to war. And niggas die. Oh, yeah. The, PO, the COs die. Like, they... It goes, it goes down in that motherfucker. Yeah, I was reading a joint about uh, Allen Wood or wherever, where, oh, Pappy, Wood, yeah. where Pappy was first at. They said that, um, his first week there, there was a, a riot and two COs got stabbed. One of them got stabbed in the eye. I'm mm. just like, yeah. I am not trying to go. Yeah, home. Lewisburg got the most, uh, I think they got the most deaths for uh, COs. I could believe that. Like in Lewisburg, uh, Lompoc, uh, Terre Haute, they be throwing the motherfuckers off a tear. They uh the one John uh the 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 leader of the Aryan Nation motherfucker he was at ADX uh Florence he wound up long story short he killed like six or seven people or whatever and they was like literally his whole life like everybody he came in contact like his his younger teachers his everybody was just like we knew there was something wrong with this motherfucker just from childhood yeah, from you know onset and when he was in whatever. Uh, federal John he was at the leader of one of the big black crypt Johns came there and he basically was on the tip like he's like he they knew they was gonna have it out so he wound up killing him and they like yo like what the fuck he was like well he's the leader of the blacks I'm the leader of the whites I knew it was gonna happen just a matter of time just so got it over yeah, with just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the jump on it <laughs> oh real shit 
I'm just, I, man, listen, I was, I, when I got caught in the phone, I was in a hole. Mexican bull getting off the cuffs. Another Mexican bull asked you what game he was. So they took the cuffs off of him, stabbed him right up. Hey, I'm in jail talking about, hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, what up, fella? What's, hey, what's going up, on? Fella? Y'all, y'all cool? <laughs> hey, what's going on, fella? How the commissary ran this joint? Is it straight? Yeah, like I. Nah, you in that camp? You living life? You got motherfuckers, niggas sneaking to the hotel, getting pussy, coming right, back. Hotel right across the street. <laughs> we drinking more wet. We in that <laughs> having a good old time. Yeah, good old time. I want MySpace, Pornhub. Like, yeah. <laughs> niggas like, damn, no, damn. Why you stressing? Get out that bed. Watch your big booty by your third yeah. Day, yeah, I know I'm not built for that fucking high <laughs> Fuck security. Yo, it's this movie I seen called Shot Caller. I don't know if y'all never seen it. It's on uh it's on like a bunch of different streaming services or whatever. Um, but uh it stars the guy that played uh Jamie Lannister on uh Game of Thrones or whatever. But basically it's like this white guy, he a corporate executive, whatever, live a straightforward life and shit. He go off for dinner with his wife and his friends or whatever. Uh, drunk, blow a light, vehicular homicide, two of the people in the car die. They charge him with the fucking death of the people that was in his car that died or whatever. Is this a true story or a movie? It's a movie. Okay. <laughs> but basically, so he's just like this straightforward, straight-edge, white corporate guy, whatever. He goes to jail, and in order to protect himself from, like, getting raped and all this crazy shit, he joins the Aryan Nation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I ain't never see all yo, of I remember that joke. This shit is an A+. Yo, he joins the Aryan Nation and rises up to the point where he becomes, like, a shot caller for the Aryan Nation. He, like, number two in charge in this, like, prison in California or whatever. He killing motherfuckers, all kind of shit. He come home, and they, they had, like, the leader of the Aryan Nation had, like, this mission for him to, like, accomplish on the street or whatever. So they doing like this fucking, uh, it was like a hit and a robbery or whatever the fuck. And the shit ended up getting botched and blah, blah, blah. But he botched it on purpose in order to go back to jail to kill the motherfucker who was the leader so that he could become the leader. So he came home. He had like $460,000 or whatever the fuck that the gang was giving him for orchestrating this hit and blah, blah, blah. He gave the money to his wife and his kid, basically let them know like, yo, after the day, y'all never going to see me again. Go back to jail. And they got these motherfuckers in these workout pods or whatever like that in the in the yard. It should have just him and the boy that, that run, the, uh, run the Aryan Nation. And he basically runs the jail because he in charge. So this motherfucker transition from this corporate business person to the point where he just decided I want to be the leader of the Aryan Nation I'm gonna die in jail anyway go back to jail kill this motherfucker in the workout pod and then now he's the fucking leader and he run the whole prison yeah, that is not the vision I had for my <laughs> yeah how long you think you last in a, in a high security in a high oh I got four weeks I, I, <laughs> shit four weeks you're, you're a warrior <laughs> You a goddamn soldier. First night, I think I'm uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Turnkey. <laughs> no, I'm, it'd be the I'm ready to tell now. <laughs> Good to be out this job. Yeah, it'd be a hostile transition because, like, after I got sent to the feds, I, I, I was on parole in New York, so I had to do my violation. So I got to go to Gratis for to do the violation. So, you know, I'm used to coming out. What the fuck you doing? Put your shoes on. Put your 
shower shoes. <laughs> <laughs> your shoes, shoes. With your shoes, shoes. Yeah, might be a riot today. I you don't. Take the fence, I'm like, I'm right, Wait, niggas be showering with actual no, shoes? No, I was walking around. He walking around oh, the oh, compound oh, yeah, in shower shoes. Compound, <laughs> Okay. Nigga, life of leisure and shit. Yeah, yeah. Up, nigga. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, jail is crazy. Yeah, that should be crazy. Right? Is Granitford even still open? No. no I didn't think so. Yeah. Called Phoenix. They built a new one called Yeah, Phoenix. yeah, right, right, right. Fucking comedian guy, Ali Sadiq. He was actually just here last week. My pop said he went to go see him at uh, Punchline. Said he was hilarious. Yeah, he's funny as shit. He got, a, he got this, uh, it's this series with Comedy Central called, like, I can't make this up. It's like, when they come, comedians just come and tell stories or uh-huh. whatever. So he's telling this story. It's called Mexican Got On Boots. Okay. So he's in the he's in he in the jail or whatever. He's there for uh for like a temp murder or some crazy shit or whatever as like a teenager, like a nineteen he's nineteen or whatever, locked the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So he say, uh he said, I'm in the jail, whatever the case may be. He said, one of my homeboys come and tell me, he's like, yo, 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 Mexican got on boots. He like, what the fuck did that mean? He said, everybody around me start getting a, getting their shit together, blah, blah, blah. He's like, so he said, I find, he's like, I'm walking around all morning like Mexican got on boots. Mexican got boots. What the fuck? Did, like, what does this mean? He says, so I finally get up the heart to ask somebody, yo, so-and-so said Mexican got on boots. He said, so he panicked. He said, I go to somebody else like, yo, I just talked to two people. I just said Mexican got on boots. Like, they panicked. He said, no, nah, man. Mexican got on boots, meaning that's going to be a riot today because they got, they got on yeah, boots. They, strapped up. they got They strapped up, so they got on boots or whatever. So whereas, like, if you know, you can't, like, you know, so they can keep their mobility and stuff like that, and if they get you on the ground, they can stomp you with these, like, heavy-ass boots. So Mexican got on boots. I mean, it's gonna be a riot. He's like, so you need to get you a knife. He like, all right, cool, bet. Where I get a knife from? Where's the knife store? <laughs> Where's the knife store? He said, oh, you gotta go talk to so and so and get you a knife. He says, well, I go talk to so and so. He say, oh yeah, no man, I heard man, Mexican got on boots. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be crazy in the yard today. I'm glad you came to me. He said, what kind of knife you want? He's like. I didn't know it was a selection. He says, so he's like, he's, he's like, no, you, he's like, you get you a such and such knife. He's like, and that, that's just good for poking and moving, just poking and moving. He can get you a longer knife. You can put that motherfucker in there and then you turn it and then you pull it out. And then, you know what I'm saying? You can just kill a motherfucker with one stab with right. this type of knife. He's like, and then you got like the one with the ridges on it. He's like, man, he's like, what kind of knife do I need? He was like, he was like, just, I'm, I'm going to make you a custom knife or whatever. He says, so now I leave because I, I, I'm confident now. I'm going to make you a custom <laughs> I'm make you a knife. Custom knife. He said, I'm confident now because I got, I got my motherfucking knife getting made. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be ready. Got my phone books tapped in my chest or whatever the case may be. He says, so I go back like two hours later. I go talk to the boys like, yeah, what's up with my knife? He said, oh, man, I sold your knife. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, oh, man, damn it. I done sold your knife. <laughs> he said, so I end up. <laughs> I sold your knife. You ain't gonna believe, <laughs> ain't gonna believe this shit, man. Like four yeah. niggas came to me needing. Nah, I sold your knife, man. Yeah, you was giving me five bucks of stamps. They gave me ten bucks. Right. He said. So I go to the yard. Sure enough, Mexican got on boots. It was the whole last riot. He said I ended up getting poked in my arm. Something else because I ain't had no knife. Nigga sold my knife. He's like, but luckily I ended up making it out. He was like, but like six people died in that prison riot in that joint down in Texas. Hey, the boy in that uh, world's most dangerous prisons. He went to a prison in. It's somewhere in the South America, the, the Brazil, one of them motherfuckers. But they, I can't he, imagine. But he he was showing the the like everybody there has like a knife. And motherfuckers be walking around with him or whatever <laughs> and shit. And the and the, the he was in the cell with the motherfucker who like makes knives, same type of situation. Yeah. Like he apparently you the guy to come to if I need a weapon or whatever, whatever. And he was like, uh yeah, maybe, you know, it's a 
whole camera crew with you. I don't know what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, no, it's just, you know, whatever, whatever, not trying to. He's like, yeah, but they're going to play this shit somewhere. So da-da-da. some like, high-ranking officials going to see this. And he was like, he walked off or whatever. But then somebody, I guess, who worked for the guy or whatever came and was like, so, 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 let me give you this. And he gave that motherfucker the knife. It was like this fucking big. And it was like, it was like a, like a Zelda sword. <laughs> and he was, he turned, it was like, could you imagine? He got that English voice. Yeah, Could yeah, you yeah. imagine this going into your body? He, the guy who gave it to him was like, oh, this other one's way worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the entry level. <laughs> this is what we call the mini sword. Yeah, man. I, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. You know. The, um, yeah. What do I have to sign exactly? Where's the <laughs> I got Who we ratting on? Yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here. That's another one that plays nowadays, the the telling shit that motherfuckers oh, yeah, get into yeah, where it's just like, shit go left. All right, fuck it. I could just... that. But that's the thing. Like, innately, people... I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. Innately, people understand now on a criminal level that I can tell on a motherfucker. And nine times out of ten, there's no repercussion for me telling. Because whoever I'm telling on, I'm just going to tell on all these niggas. I'm going to get the... If it's a gang, like 6 9 did, I'm going to get the whole gang buried. Now I'm cool. I'm free to live my life. These niggas in jail for eight to fifteen years. I'm in Florida in a boondocks. I'm gonna hang with the other eight niggas that do what I do. <laughs> exactly. And we're gonna take all the bitches. And that's it. Yeah, people understand that they have that that safety valve, like especially in the feds. Like all the whole shit is based off cooperation. But the feds is so slick because they play dirty on both sides. They play dirty convicting you, and they play dirty when you want to cooperate because they tell you they say, "Listen, we can't guarantee you anything." But what we will consider, we will consider this cooperation as uh, they call it like some extraordinary something. It's like a specific mm-hmm. term that they use um, in assisting with our case, and we'll recommend that you have your time reduced, but we can't promise you anything. So you're basically telling, hoping that you gave up substantial enough info to where it warrants like a substantial time reduction or an immediate release. Yeah, because sometimes a person you tell on somebody. That person got better intel than you got. Exactly. So. No, let me tell you, this was really happening. <laughs> that nigga Tommy yeah. raped the bitch, and then I came in and seen him, and then we got into it, and I tried to stop him from raping her, and then he just stabbed her, and that's that's actually what happened. Damn. Yeah. That's all a mess. Don't do crime, kids. Yeah, just how about that? <laughs> and like, adults. <laughs> like, yeah, moral of the story is just don't do anything. Crime is not it. No. I promise. Unless it's white collar crown, then you know. Yeah, still in eighty eight million. You only can do four years at a low. Yeah, <laughs> like, at a low. That's worth camp. it. Tell them, Dan. You know <laughs> they, they know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. But having a run that's two summers just to sit in a supermax for the rest of your life. Like I look at all that 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 PPP and all that. If, if I wasn't on my deathbed, I definitely would have tried to take about a good thirty forty million. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, I would have. Makes all the sense in the world. I'll take a shot at that. I think it's so hilarious at how like our community kind of like flipped on people for doing the shit. It was it was it was uh it was jealousy yeah. at the root of a lot of it. Especially then when people got their loans forgiven and all that shit, motherfuckers was sick. Like 
So wait, I could have got for free forty five thousand. I didn't have to do shit. Yeah, motherfucker. They they if you was black, hey, that was the thing with the PPP shit. A lot of people didn't realize, and we didn't realize it either. But a lot of people didn't realize, like, by you did yourself a disservice by skipping the demographic information. Yeah. If you took the five minutes to fill out the demographics, they would pre-screen you to a lender that was specifically earmarked to give money to minority businesses, and it would have made your process. So much easier and your forgiveness, like nothing. Like you didn't have to put no, like people was getting forgiveness for up to $50,000 with no documentation, no nothing for the forgiveness. What'd you spend the money on? Uh, payroll. All right, cool. Uh, sign here. <laughs> like if your loan is forgiven. Hope all that shit work out. Hope everything me. good out there, y'all. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like real shit. Damn. Motherfuckers missed the PPP. Two minute man. application. Get your whole fucking loan forgiven. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, before we get out of here, what happened with Ray J? Oh, man. Ray, Ray J. Oh, before, what, yeah, go ahead. Do you care at all about the queen dying? No. Okay, so what happened with Ray J? All right, so... Uh, Ray, <laughs> that was simple. <laughs> yeah, Ray, Ray J uh, essentially decided to go nuclear, nuclear on the Kardashians because, you know, the Kardashians have this new... Uh, you know, they launched it last year, but they got this new television show on Hulu Network or whatever like that. And in order to get people to tune in, because, you know, their deal is probably tied to the stock price and shit. So in order to get people to tune in and try to move the needle on the stock price and then hence the value of the show... They're basically pulling out all the stops. The Kardashians. The Kardashians okay. are. So they bringing up all kind of old, non-relevant shit. Tried to make it seem like fucking, you know, Ray J was like fucking trying to extort Kim over an old sex tape without her knowledge. And Kim talking about, yeah, I saw a Saint saw uh saw a snippet of my sex tape online on this game. And then they brought Kanye into some other shit. It's like a whole clusterfuck of shit. But it ended up backfiring on him because Ray J whole thing is like, hey, I'm a family man. I got children. I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. I got a tech company and shit like that. I don't need this fucking smut on my fucking name for some shit that happened 15, 18 years ago. And y'all bitches was complicit in it. So that's his I'm whole. I'm to say Ray J's stance is probably I can get more ridiculous than all of y'all. Yeah, exactly. So his and whole thing is Ray J pulled out the text messages with him and Kanye. He pulled out the fucking contracts with Vivid Entertainment, where fucking Kim and Chris Jenner signed off on it's like all this evidence or whatever. And the whole thing was it didn't really like do as much as it was probably designed to do because essentially he told us what the black community has already been saying for a decade, which is these white women are profiteers off of their dysfunction and this sex tape and blah, blah, blah. And they, they got the whole idea from Paris Hilton because Kim was Paris Hilton's assistant and her Paris told her to do, it. Told her to do the shit. And they hatched this whole plan in order to try to make it seem like it was just this organic thing that happened. And then the sex tape leaked and somehow it leaked into the hands of the owner of vivid and he wanted to buy it and blah, blah, blah. But you have to sign off on a sex tape release. It doesn't just happen. No. There was, there was marketing, mass marketing mass done on this sex tape. And yeah. there were three sex tapes. They did one in Cabo, which is the one that ended up getting released. They did one in Santa Monica, and it was like a third one or whatever. And Chris Jenner was essentially the executive producer of all these sex tapes. Ray J said they literally sat and she watched the tapes with them and was like, all right, this is the best one. Let's release this one. first. That's some freaky shit. That's some crazy shit. That's some freaky shit. That's some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Come on, Ray J. Tune me up. Real <laughs> right. I'm tired of tuning up. I'm tired of tuning up. 
Like, I couldn't imagine my girl's mom watching a video of Yeah, giving pointers and shit. Yeah. I'm tired of No, because that up. angle right there, you know what I'm saying? You see, the it's a nice dick-to-pussy ratio. Yeah. Do you so be stretching? Like, <laughs> like, <why> you, like, <laughs> you have so much trouble. Yeah, because no, you know the porn audience from, from yeah. my research, they want to see actual dick going into the vagina. I remember the one motherfucker on Comic View was like, you remember going in motherfuckers' house and they would just have pornos on? Like, motherfucker would just have a porno on and the gambling Saturday house. afternoon. <laughs> he said, we was in there one day playing a video game Motherfucker, other TV, motherfucking porno on, and it was the close up shot. Like the close up where you just see dick going in the pussy. <laughs> he said, My homie walked in, seen the shit on the TV, was like, Oh, yeah, Mr. Marcus, he be drilling these holes. He was like, Man, you out here recognizing dick. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga, dick, dick rec- recognition uh, technology is off the charts. You out here recognizing yeah. dick. But no, it, it, I ain't gonna hold you, yo. I, like, I ain't mad at Chris Jenner. I mean, she, 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 she did what most people do in the United States of America when they don't have any actual talent, which is exploit someone yeah, in order to get like, rich. Like, yo, end of the day, you know, Chris Jenner had the, the what two kids with Card with uh, Shapiro. I mean, with a uh, Kardashian. Yeah, or Robert. She had Courtney. No, Kim. Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. Chloe is OJ's. Well, yeah, yeah. but so allegedly like, three. Yeah. So you had two, two kids. Two and a possible. Two and a possible. You know what I'm saying? Bad little spades. You know what I'm saying? You had two kids with Kardashian, one with OJ. You figure Kardashian dead. OJ is doing OJ shit in jail. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I, I was watching, uh, the Paul Woody Joe, he's talking about OJ. He was like, um, OJ's such a buffoon. <laughs> Remember when OJ went to steal the trophies? Yeah. He was like, OJ called all his friends, all them white men. He didn't call no black friends. He called his white friends. Like, hey, you guys want to help me go steal my trophies? And everybody showed up with a tape recorder with OJ. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one with an actual weapon. <laughs> they played the tape. I'm like, damn, OJ really is out of his mind. He's still stuck in 1974. You know that's when he ran for 2000. He talks like 1974. He said, the tape came on. All you heard was OJ said, all right, don't none of you job time turkeys try to split. (laughs) Job time turkey. He said, don't none of you job time turkeys try to split. I come for my trophies, dig it. Hush your mouth. (laughs) I come for my trophies, dig it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like, yeah, you figure OJ and Kardashian they're doing. It's like, yo, Chris Jenner, like I got these girls, they kind of cute. Man, listen, I'll set these hoes up. Yeah, <laughs> set this shit up. And you like at the end of the day, dog. Kim Kardashian bought a hundred and twenty-seven million dollar house in Malibu over the weekend. Did you see that, John? I didn't even see. It. Oh my God, hundred and twenty-seven million in the middle of a divorce. It's one of the premier. It's like one of the premier locations in Malibu, like up on the mountaintop, looking yeah. down on the John. Hundred and twenty, and they said she got it for undervalue. Okay, so she got equity. House fuck around be one sixty-eight or right. some crazy shit. She got that bitch. Kim Kardashian bought a hundred twenty-seven million dollar house. It's like. Kylie's a billionaire. No doc. Kim is a billion. No doc. No yeah, doc. no doc. <laughs> Just some Kim. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like Kanye, as like as nuts as Kanye is perceived and shit. You want to feel bad, but you not really. Like you made these decisions. 
You knew what this was. No you, one told you. You, you were her friend before you were her, her nigga. No one told you to put them jockey boots on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's your decision. And it's just like, yo, at the end of the day, now you got kids with her. Do they got three or four? Four. Four kids. You know, it's like, it's crazy as it is, they're American like royalty. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Because America's that fucking crazy. I ain't mad at Chris Jenner. What you got, like, like totality, you talking about four to seven billion? It got a one household. Off of a sex tape? <laughs> I ain't doing nothing but hitting, hitting Bruce. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. I seen a lot of y'all sex tapes. Ain't nobody profit no seven <laughs> goddamn billion. Oh, Dion Cole stand-up on that stand-up joint yeah. I was telling you about. Yo, Dion Cole, ridiculous, dog. He's hilarious. That nigga straight said, Bruce Jenner ain't no hero. And the crowd was like, oh. He was mm-hmm. like, no, it's the truth. Like, people re- registered him as a, as a hero. And it's just like, yo, like... I look at heroes like the 9-11 firefighters. Like, that's hero shit. Like, you ran into a burning building to say, that's hero shit. Like, Bruce Jenner is like, yeah, you, 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 you were brave, but you ain't no hero. You know what I'm saying? And then the daddy killed somebody. You know what I'm saying? With a car. Like, come on. You done, you done got charged with vehicular used to be a manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah, no, no, no. Vehicular used to be a manslaughter. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Complete dickhead. But it's like, yeah, you're talking about four to seven billion out of that fucking household. So it's like. How many th- billionaires came from Chris Crib? <laughs> Real shit. I, I, at this point, you almost can't even be mad. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, let me look at this. Kim K worth 1.8. You know what I'm saying? That's a, so that's a deuce. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. 1.1 billion. So what's the other one? Chloe uh, Kardashian. 60 mil. She fucked up. Uh, she know? fucked the family. She, black, she yeah. fucked the, the family. legacy. She down bad. Uh, she, yeah. with Ken, she with Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Uh, ain't there another one? Kendall. Courtney. Courtney, oh, Courtney, Courtney ain't got Courtney no paper. Ain't got none. none? Nah, Courtney ain't got shit going on. That's funny as shit. Uh, 65 million. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Courtney. 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 Courtney, 65 million? Yeah. Damn. How? You still have babies? <laughs> Kendall, 145. Yeah, so you said it. Chloe, the, uh, the, the black sheep. And uh, what's the mom's name? Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner, 230. So, 230, 660, 1.8, oh, four 1. piece. 1. Yeah, four piece. That's what I said. Four yeah. to seven. In fact, you, Lamar Odom over there, he got like 30. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, know, Travis Barker. Yeah, Travis. Got, got, Travis probably Bean, Bean 50. You see that fucking Richard Mill he had on the other day? No. He had on like a super exclusive Richard Mills, like 800 grand retail. Just dumb shit. Kanye back and forth between nine billion and seven million. You never, <laughs> never really know. It's a range. It's a range of them. Ain't that gap shit crazy? How fast he plummeted gap shit, man. Plummeted that shit. You can see that shit on the ticker. Just, just like, going down as he's yeah. talking. That, cl- that clip is down. circulating. I, I'm not gonna go back and forth with people who are broken to me about money. <laughs> 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 the lady just like. 
Like, all right, all right, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Got a point. Yeah, nigga got a point. You know what I'm saying? And I think he said his royalty from Adidas is like 250 or 300 this year or some cash. If Jordan's is 200 a year. And I know for a fact Yeezy has been dominating everything. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I could delete it. He was printing money. They said Jordan's goal uh, when he signed with Nike was to make three million a year. That was like, he was like, if I could do three million dollars a year, that's fantastic, that's great. fantastic. I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Now he's making two hundred a year. And he owns the motherfucking state of North Carolina. Crazy, <laughs> like, right? What you was about to say? We definitely gotta go to Japan. Kanye bumped into a nigga from Japan. Oh, I love your drip. It'd be three, four years ahead of us. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I said I want to go to Japan. Japan's definitely on my list. Hell yeah. Like, the next five years, I just want to, like, all of Europe and all of Asia. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind seeing parts of Asia. That whole Asia, because they said, like, you can, you can just go to, like, China. They hit the train everywhere. Taipei. Yeah, you know I mean, just hit the whole. Mm-hmm. Just hop on the train and go everywhere. Yeah, I definitely want to see Tokyo. I definitely want to see Macau. Yeah, Macau. That's, that's the gambling. Gambling Mecca, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely want me to see. To see What's me. the other one like Macau? In Asia? Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo, yeah, definitely Monte Carlo, but that's uh, you know, eastern part of shit. The, uh, you got anything else you want to discuss? Uh, not really. Okay. Not really. I think we did a good solid show, hour yeah. and fifty five minutes. Bunch you know what I mean? Bunch of silliness. Shout out to everybody watching us on YouTube that uh, rocked out with us to the very end. We appreciate y'all. YouTube fan base uh, and community is growing every single day. Oh yeah, one thing I did realize: the next time I go out with y'all, I think I gotta hit up Raheem the jeweler. Or I gotta rob somebody. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck makes you say oh, that? The average, the, the average was an eighty thousand dollar watch, forty thousand dollar bracelet. Yeah, I felt very out of out of place at this dinner. I mean, <laughs> uh, do you have like crazy jewelry desires anymore? Yes. Okay, so it's not just me. He has crazy jewelry now. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, like but my shit compared to them niggas, my shit is shit turned was, down. At least you was you was in the room. I was in the ball game. You was in the room. Yeah, I was the water boy. I had enough jewelry to where the strippers wanted to climb on my head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not definitely. I, I like joking. I say jokingly, like I do want a big ass TRPE, like a big, yeah, yeah. diplomat. Yeah, <laughs> I do want one of those. Rob was complaining about the Cuban the other day. Yeah, and we just like he's like, yeah, it's nice, but it's just it's just so drawn. And I'm like, yo, it's crazy because like you said it. Like that. Matter of fact, let's talk about that. Fuck Ooh, that. We ain't done. Okay. <laughs> no, fuck it. I don't want to stop. The Cuban link chain. I'll give you the spooky. <laughs> yeah, the, the Cuban link chain has come to represent like a dog whistle to dope boys, robbers, and all the poor whores and some successful whores uh, everywhere. And it's become like the black, like the black staple of like success. Not even just black, urban. Uh-huh. Anybody urban culture, the the urban staple of success, and it's like if you don't got a bus Cuban, like you failed at life. I don't necessarily know if it's if it's that. No, like, you don't go out enough to understand what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh my bad. It's that. It is absolutely that, and it's crazy 
like how just over the last five years is just completely transitioned into that. Because before it was like niggas can have tennis necklaces, niggas can have a nice gold chain with a piece on it, whatever, little medallion, whatever, whatever. Now, if you don't, if your links on your chain are not glimmering from across the room, motherfuckers think you failed that life. I know what you're saying. I, I do totally agree with you. And it's a complete, per, the sentiment behind it is very, like, perverted. Like, basically, we were saying with Rob, when you put on an icy Cuban, it's like, it's one of three things. It's you you in a league of some sort, you're a rapper of some sort, or, ra- or, or, or around or, the rap world. Or you in the, 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 you know, the dope shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, regular people who are doing very well, you're not supposed to just, like, like, ain't too many, like, uh... Like children's physicians just showing up <laughs> exactly with a bus cube. With a bus cube. <laughs> like it just it doesn't scream that. So getting it definitely does throw the ears yes. up. Like who the fuck is this? Yeah, who the fuck is this? And what do he do? Academic said he got basically bullied into buying a bus Cuban because he be he be in Miami a lot and he's like y'all be in Miami a lot in the clubs and all of this. He's like he said the poorest nigga in the club got a fucking bus Cuban on. Yeah. I'm confused. Like he's like, nigga got four dollars in his pocket, got a ninety thousand dollar Cuban. Like, use what the whole, fuck is going use on? Use his whole PPP to get that job. You know what I'm saying? And that was the whole thing. Niggas literally 2020, 2021, niggas was busting these PPP checks, these EIDL checks, these PUA checks, and all of that shit, and buying as much fucking jewelry as possible because it's it's a status symbol. And essentially, if you in the right position, you were, you in the right spot, and you got the fucking jewelry on. You don't even need money. You can fuck the same hoes that require money for free because you got the jury on. Because they're going to think that it's going to come later on down the line. Not knowing that you're about to get evicted any day now. <laughs> I have this jewelry, but I won't sell it because it keeps allowing me to fuck you hoes. I can get another apartment. <laughs> like, or I can go back to mom's crib. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to finagle back to mom's spot. You know what I'm saying? With all this jury on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was I was off this shit. Like, I just want to um I want a solid gold uh Cuban um not, not bust down either white gold or rose gold. But now it's like all right, I want like a nice size solid gold one with like a bust down lock. But then I now I need like a bust down one as a compliment yeah. to that. Like, and I feel I hate myself for succumbing to this peer pressure. I mean, you got to <laughs> you got to do it. I ain't gonna hold you. My want for a big dumbass chain is not about it. I'm, I'm, I'm be honest with you. I'm probably gonna wear it around the house, <laughs> like how Drake said. Nah, like I just, once you see all that shit hitting the restaurants, that should be you. Just like, I told Rob, like I, I can. <laughs> like Mo had on a nice ass setup. Yeah. He had on a yellow gold. Yeah. He had on a yellow gold cube. And he didn't have a big drum. Yeah. This shit was probably like three hundred grams, like which is like not even a third of a kilo. He had on like like a like a three hundred like a three hundred gram gold bust down joint, clean ass diamonds bracelet, and a, I don't even know what watch he had on, but he had a yeah, like, he had a, he had a nice watch on. You know what I'm saying? And the other fuck, I don't want to say who the other person was. He had on that motherfucking that motherfucking brick AP, the rose gold one, bust all the way down. all the way down the sides, the back of the motherfucker. I'm like, God damn. And what we say about the other day about motherfuckers taking their watches off? He just yeah. oh yeah, you oh, Okay. Yeah, my my I like I, I don't I don't I need more friends like that. I, I yeah, you know. The company that we had around us was great. The vibe the, was the dope vibe as fuck. Was, was incredible. I'm a, I'm gonna say this. I I don't I'm trying to think of the right way to word it. 
I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not afraid of anything happening. I'm afraid of like, like perfect example. Overindulging once you start. Like we, we, getting addicted we, we to that you shit. know, uh, 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 <laughs> a check, a check come in. Okay. We got to bust that down. You know, what you, would you say? Uh, uh, 99 for me, <laughs> half a one for you. Like the check come in, you bust it down, whatever. Okay. We, yeah, right. We 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 all got a, a beam. We going yeah, to just just some... advance mine to the jeweler. Don't even give me my part. Just send yeah, it, just yeah, send yeah, it right to her mom. Like, just send and, it right to her mom or Chris at G seven. And right. I go to grab like, and I, I've been going back and forth just because me because Dunbar is like in my ear like, yo, don't get no icy jewelry, man. Just keep it classy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dunbar been in my ear left and right about this shit. He got me wanting an Omega. Yeah, like the Speedster. The, I'm literally we've been going back and forth about the Speedies and shit all weekend and. I'm like, yo, like, like you say, I go get that first joint and it slapped. We at fucking, you know, not even nothing crazy. We at Chili's. Just <laughs> shit, off. ring it off. <laughs> and you gotta remember, I don't, I don't yeah, know I mean, where to go. So, it's like, so I'm, I'm at Chili's eating my triple yeah, dipper. I'm at Denny's. You know, Denny's got the five ninety nine. Denny's got some great lumens But I told Rob, like, cause Rob, you know, Rob was at the, was was that with you or was that with Jules? We were showing the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob was at the jeweler the other day, and they were showing the Super Bowl ring they designed for the, the Rams Super Bowl ring. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> fucking nasty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, like I told him, because we, we was talking on the phone, I'm just like, yo, I could see me like going to get the first TRPE, then getting another one, then getting like another one, like yellow gold, white gold, rose gold. And he was like, yeah, at that point, you done. I'm like, I would probably get like, I don't know, like a number 77. And he was like... Why the fuck would you get that? That's like what football players use. I was like, I always viewed myself as a, as a football player. So I would just go and get. <laughs> just pick my number that I would give myself. The number I would wear. <laughs> if I was a football player. He's like, yeah, I'm hanging a photo. <laughs> but I'm afraid of that. The over. Yeah, full John. You know what I'm saying? What's that? That's my mama old ashtray. I, I, I got it shaved down. You know, stupid shit. Like, I'm afraid of overindulging when it comes to, to that. Yeah. Like Pimp C said, you know, we want shiny things. You know, we come from Africa. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that shit where it's just like, yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm definitely afraid of overindulging in that shit. But I can see how it happens. But the icy Cuban has definitely become the standard of, like, jewelry life for the young urban. Yeah. Oh, I can't even. It's just it's, it's magnetizing. It's, it's, it's just like God, dang. It ain't nothing like the other diamond chains and the, the diamond hair and bones. It, 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 yeah, it's just it's 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 perfect. Yeah, like they nailed it. They encapsulated the same thing. Like as niggas will wear tennis chains and shit like that. But then it's like you know you buying whole stones. So it's like half the time you don't even know what the fuck you buying. Right. Like you buying these whole stones, these setups, whatever, and they don't be hitting like that. But them motherfucking Cubans, man, you're like God, dang. Remember the herringbone? Yeah. Remember when the herringbone was Remember like, the Rolex uh, chain? The Rolex chain? Yeah, yeah they, had, they had a chain. A chain, and they had bracelet. It looked like a Prezi band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a Cali staple. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted the Gucci link. Kane had that Gucci link. Oh, man. I still want a Gucci link. I was never really I had a fake Gucci, Gucci link when I was a young boy. <laughs> Small Jones or whatever. It was, like, it was like some gold-plated shit. Like, the shit came on a reel. Like, like well, how long you want this chain, young blood? Oh, they the pull it out, bing, and then put the link on the end of it. Oh, you good? You yeah? Like balloon string, <laughs> exactly. Like the, 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 the link goes ring. <laughs> pull that shit out. They running that shit it. like like Comcast cable <laughs> off the spool. 
What, Comcast or, or, or Fios, nigga? <laughs> Dan over there doing this <laughs> like you're the pistol sharp. <laughs> had one of them Jones. <laughs> nigga put the fastener on the end of that shit. <laughs> Link you up. I can remember getting my no limit chain in ninth grade from the fucking pawn shop, and you couldn't tell me it wasn't like yo, I'm dropping cold hard cash. Right. It's just like yo, I'm cashing the fuck out on a no limit chain. Damn, I had a time. Nah, I took my whole summer, my whole summer camp money. Got me a two finger joint. Oh yeah, <laughs> like nugget on one side and the Benz emblem. <laughs> <laughs> so you have ridiculous jewelry thoughts and shit. For sure. If I didn't, Saturday night, it's like it solidified it. Yeah. Me. That motherfucking AP like kind of ruined my night. Yeah, I was ready to go home. Yeah, I'm looking at that motherfucker all night. Like I'm just like, and it was done right. Yeah. Like I was like, God damn. Cause you, technically you're not supposed to do that to that watch, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, was it a regular or a skeleton or something? Nah, it was the uh, it was the brick AP, the uh, the the the, th- the thick one, the 42 millimeter jaw, the chrono with that big, the ultra, yeah. yeah. with the big ass head on that motherfucker, and the thick band. Yeah, bust down. How do you feel about busting down like solid gold, like the precious metal watch? You're not supposed to do it. Like I, I, I don't think I could bring myself to. Like it's like bro- I would, I would throw up. Like, I, like I, I, I mean, it's it, so much bullshit you can get bust down when you need that urge that you can't touch that type of shit. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Like I just saw this crazy ass John. Uh, I'm trying to think who posted this shit the other day. It just, it looks so good, and I'm just like, I'm not even in the bust watches, but it's like such a low. Was it that Patek I sent you? It wasn't a Patek. It was it was a uh, it was a date just. I'm trying to figure out who made it. I think it was Mr. Exclusive in okay. Boston. Funny shit about them Cubans. Me and Kev was in motherfucking Dimitri. Okay. And I'm in there looking at the plain Jane 41. And she's <laughs> she sold his Cuban. <laughs> like, where's my Cuban at? <laughs> yeah, he walked out with attitude. The goddamn Cubans, man. Oh, I think it was uh I think it was Alex that posted. He posted a nasty ass uh, bust down forty one date just clean setup. I was just like, ooh, like I'm not even in the fucking icy watches no more. But that motherfucker was nice as hell. Yeah, but that, for oh, me, man. I feel like that's the type of shit you you put that diamond shit on, the the stainless steel watches. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, it do look good. Yeah, but like that's a date just. Yeah. Like that, the yeah. um the the, the an eight, nine thousand dollar watch. The stainless yeah. steel uh sky dweller, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like even that when you start going to like the real gold yeah. ones, like it just I made my mind up. My I, next I, I watch a sky My next watch I'm getting is a sky dweller. I'm getting the white face Jones, um with the Jubilee band. They like oh, yeah. twenty right now. They like twenty right now. I can't I, I can't bring it to myself. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Shout out my man Lex. He just he uh, he left Shine. He struck out on his own. He got his own studio. Lex designed it. Y'all want to get some custom jewelry or whatever? Hit up my man Lex. It's my childhood friend. But what you saying about the Skydweller now? Oh, the Sky. I just can't bring myself to do it. Um, when I was out with Dunbar and Kev a few weeks ago, uh, Dunbar, his art dealer was with us, his, right, right. his, his friend or whatever, and uh, he had the joint on, and I was I just kept staring at him. I'm like, God damn, like this is just so beautiful. We got the same joint, exact joint that I wanted, and I'm just I couldn't see my I couldn't really bring myself to like bust that joint down like. Cause it's like it's a work of art, like, and these are like time pieces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just on some level, it's just like you gotta resist the urge to like you know nig out on some of these Jones. Like you gotta like leave that shit for like you know a date just whatever. Cause you could buy a used date just, bust it down, buy a used date just for seven thousand right now. 
what I'm saying? A, a dome bezel John, no, so you're not busting down no gold whatsoever. Get that John done up. You be in and out of that bitch for 20,000 and they give you the, the chandelier effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, motherfuckers really be going and busting prezzies and protects. And- yeah, they call that the big niche. Yeah. That niche was the first nigga to bust the prezzy down. Mace said it was him. Yeah, I think Mace is lying. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Raekwon. Raekwon had to bust down Joe with the woo symbol all around his bezel. Did he have, was it the whole band or just the middle of the band? Because <clears throat> they saying that's the differentiate. That's the differentiation that Mace is making. He's saying that my Jones was all the way bust. Everything, the face, the Joe, all that shit. And Jay-Z and them was getting, you know, the factory Rolexes that had just the bezel Jones. in the middle of the band done on right. the Prezzies and shit. Which now, shit, it's impossible to find a joint like that. Fucking Future got the uh, got the Pablo uh, Prezi, the 36 millimeter, mm. all gold joint with nothing on it, just yeah. all ice. Yeah. That joint was nasty. Yeah, yeah. Ray Joe was fully bust now. Fully bust? Horrible, though. Bad work? Bad work. <laughs> that joint was real bad. Oh, yeah, that's awful. Let me see it. That's like damn near nugget. <laughs> He got baguettes in there, stones in there. He got, yeah, he got everything in there. Oh, yeah. Just do whatever you got. Whatever you got. <laughs> yeah, whatever you got I got 22 baguettes. I got 22,000. I got 42 baguettes. I got 22 solid stones for you. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that was not it. Yeah, that was some bad work. Uh, But, yeah, no, nah, in the grand scheme of things, I just, I, a nice watch. Yeah. Uh, you know. I know for sure at some point, I don't know when, but uh, maybe for my birthday, I'm getting another C. I think I'm going to get uh. The Calgary Flames logo. I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get like a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like a big chunk. I thought about <laughs> getting a big M, but it's just like. Yo, I got to show you. I'm going to look like Meteor Man coming out with that. I, I mean, like, it's probably a bunch of M's now. So. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of Just a little right. What is this? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's probably a bunch of M's down south. I get a three pack. Yeah, that's, no, I don't want one of them. Mustard Jones. Yeah, the Jones leaning to the side. Yeah. No, that's I get your three pack. You had a small, medium, and a large. <laughs> hey, big man, I get a three pack. Give me this three pack. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, like, come on now. Yeah, that Jones <laughs> is nasty. That's one of like, the best chains I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that shit. No, that's crazy. But, 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 but. Like, come on, and, man. And remember the other day I was telling you who jewelry be looking the best. And he got the fucking paddock, the jumbo paddock bust there. You're not even supposed to touch that. Future and Floyd shit be looking different than everybody else's, yo. I don't know what the fuck that be. Oh, I mean, the best of the best. We put all the. Yeah. Fucking Infinity Link with roses and solitaires you. on every fucking link. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I'm not in the rings. I'm not in the bracelets. I don't really care for none of that shit. So, I think it's all preference, honestly. <laughs> Elliot, Elliot said, uh, everything ain't for everyone. By Cartier from Cartier. By Van Cleef from Van Cleef. By Eliante from Eliante. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. You got anything else you want to throw there? Nah, man. Uh, again... Appreciate everybody listening, sharing all the content, man. We had a big content week last week. 
PNB Rock episode went everywhere. The Cleon episode did 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 his did his did his big one. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate all the support. If you're on YouTube with this, uh, smash the like button, share this content to your social media and all of that. Turn on post notifications so you know we're dropping a new video. We just getting more and more constant with this thing. Like we just pumping these Jones out. And the ultimate plan is at some point in the very near future, we're gonna be doing two episodes a week on the main feed and then two and a half episodes a week on Patreon or whatever. So that's why you got to tap into everything in order to, you know, basically know everything that we got going on and don't really miss a moment, man. We giving out a lot of information, a lot of resources, new cologne episode coming out very, very soon. Yeah, we had a real cologne. Discussion yeah, we had a cologne today. discussion today trying to perfect the list and get it right. Cause we trying to go real boutique-ish. Like we trying yeah. to like give you some shit you can't find nowhere else on the internet. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, just kind of keep pushing forward this lifestyle content, um, the credit resources, life hacks, all this different stuff, man. And keep bringing y'all dope conversations with dope-ass people the way that we do, you know what I mean, whenever we do it. I'm Chad. I'm Matt. Big Dan's here. I'm out. Peace.